Welcome to Unfilter with go. the 258. I'm your co-host, Vinny Consolini. I'm Jack Kelly. And I'm Ryan Lincoln. And welcome to our first ever podcast of Unfilter with the 258. Before we get going today, I just want to give you guys a quick run-through of what we're going to be doing from here on out. We're going to be doing two shows a week. We're going to release one on Wednesday and one on Friday. The first one on Wednesday is going to be an NFL and MLB talk. And then on Friday, we're going to break it down into the NBA and the NHL. And here on the Unfilter with the 258, we're going to talk all things sports, none of that politics bullshit like on ESPN. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> we're going to go over games, predictions, and player news. And here today, we're going to get to a full breakdown of the upcoming 2020 NFL season. Let's get after it. All right. So who do you guys got for the AFC East? All right. Well, I think it's going to be come down to week 17. I got Miami and Buffalo finishing off at 11-5. and five. And they play each other week 17. The game's going to be in Miami. I actually gave that game to Buffalo, which means that they would own the tiebreaker. Even though Miami takes them on earlier in the year, at a common games tiebreaker. Buffalo wins that division. And then uh, the Patriots are falling off at 7-9. Oh I, I knew you guys wouldn't like that, but 7-9 is the best I could see them doing this year with all the uncertainty they got. They have none of their four linebackers from last season. Robertson and Van Noy went to Miami. Hightower just opted out, and Collins went back to Cleveland. Right, Cleveland? Uh, yeah, Collins, Collins is at um, Detroit. Detroit now. Detroit. Oh, yeah, he went back with Patricia. So, and then I got the, the fucking division dwellers, the New York Jets, finishing off at 4-12. and 12. Yeah, 4-12. and 12. They're definitely getting 4-12. So yeah. You're a dreamer for thinking the Dolphins are going 11-5. Well, I, I just I have a lot of reason for optimism this year. Coach Flo showed a lot last year. They had a lot of chemistry with the team. Guys were having fun. They're ready to run through a wall, not to mention all the key signings, but we'll get back to that later on. I get the Bills win the division, but definitely Patriots over Dolphins this year. Still got Bill Belichick as the coach. Cam Newton came in. Julian Edelman still on the roster. They lost a lot of guys on defense. but. So do you guys see two division winners out of the AFC East? Yeah, I if see. Not three, yeah. Do you guys think if Miami... Miami playing at their full potential, do you guys think, I think that they could be a wild card? Full potential, away. they go 10-6. and six. But that would be enough to get you in the wild card. Maybe. Yeah. I still don't yeah. think – I, I think they're still a couple of years away. I mean, like maybe – me and NFL can be also one or two years too because teams can turn it around quickly. I just think the Buffalo, who I have at 11-5, and five, I have the Patriots at 9-7, and seven, who with the, all the uncertainty, I still think with Belichick, and they still have enough guys there with the Patriots culture that they'll do enough to at least, I think, get nine wins. And you said you have optimism about the Finns this year, but, I mean, you have that every year too, so that's kind of, we have to take that into <laughs> Not account. Not last year. <laughs> But things are more legitimate this year. You guys can't deny that Coach Flo did a great job with best that. Best case scenario no, I like is Tua. Tua. That was a great hire. The best case scenario is Tua and Devontae Parker clicked from day one. Yeah, and, and they, they got Preston like Williams up. coming back. He got hurt yeah. last he's year. Like Byron Jones was a good addition again. for him. Byron Jones and Xavier in the, in the Most underrated. Day. They have the most Only underrated corner duo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they just drafted Brandon Jones from uh, Texas. He's going to be a dog. I heard a lot of high praise from his coach. All right, so we got two, maybe three division winners in that. And I think that, Pats and Bills are going to be the only play playoff teams. teams in that division. Yeah, I see. The I think the, that Buffalo is definitely. If I had to bet money, I would definitely bet on Buffalo to win the division. Yeah. I think the Patriots have. Cool, yeah. I think the Patriots have an outside shot, but I just don't think even with the guys they've lost, 
within the last within the last couple of days, I think that'll make it hard. For I think them. well, the Patriots lost a lot of big big guys this offseason. Obviously, Brady being one of them, and with all the uncertainty, one guy that they re-signed that would be the difference maker in holding this team together or not is Devin McCourty. If yeah. they lost Devin McCourty, they would be hopeless. Devin McCourty's like the leader of the defense now. Yeah, that I do. He's gonna out, hold. Yeah. He's gonna hold that secondary together. Yeah. I know. I think he's. Gilmore is obviously the, the secondary. Yeah, Gilmore's him. obviously the best guy in the secondary, but McCourty's the leader. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, McCourty's the more valuable one to the secondary. Like yeah. if you were to lose yeah. one, I'd rather lose Gilmore, even though Gilmore is the better. McCourty's player. been there for what ten years now. He got drafted in twenty ten. Probably yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is going to be like his, his decade turn. In the yeah, he's team. going down as one of the best Patriots ever. Let's move it on to the AFC North. Jack, who do you got winning it? So um, I have Baltimore winning it. I have Baltimore at 13-3. and three. They have like a pretty favorable mm-hmm. schedule this year too. Yeah, so, I got I them mean, at 13-3 and three too. Yeah, I think, and I this is a team that I have as a sleeper team too, is I have Pittsburgh at 9-7. and seven. I got them at 11-5. I think they're going to be really? good this mm-hmm. year. You guys think that they could they can make a little playoff? Yeah. I think they could. Mink is, I have them right Mink is really good yeah. for their defense. I have them right outside the playoffs, but I think, I mean, their defense is underrated too. With defense, him and Watt now, they're both underrated. The best part about that defense is they're not, they're not just holding people uh, in yardage. They're, they're playmakers. They they force turnovers. They get mm-hmm. get a, they get after the ball. They create sacks. T.J. Watt is someone who forces fumbles. He, he gets yeah. he gets in the backfield. He's disrupting every other play. Minka's a fucking dog. Yeah. And I can't. I'll never get over Minka leaving Miami. But imagine yeah. if they had still Shazier. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's right. They'd be a contender if they had mm-hmm. Shazier. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I still think that they. I think there are a few. I don't know. I don't bad know calls or bounces away from. I could see them making the playoffs definitely they're a real yeah. grinder team because even last year when they were without big guys like roethlisberger and connor and even who was the backup they had last rudolph, year when hurt. they went to hodges yeah Ru- rudolph went out and then they had to go to hodges and they were still winning football games mm-hmm. yeah. they're still winning games so i think when you get the big guys back and juju can start to produce more because he's gonna have his quarterback back the with connor coming back they'll be yeah. able to take some of that stress off the passing game mm-hmm. so i do think pittsburgh could be better but i i don't know i still see him at seven and nine mm-hmm. i think the ceiling you guys have Right, mm-hmm. right around right is about nine and yeah. seven. Nothing better than that, though. And I don't see him winning a playoff game this year. Yeah, yeah. I don't either. I Maybe think either. And one thing too is I think he he was like kind of an under the radar last year, but like the job Mike Tomlin did with them last year, because you would have thought once they lost Rudolph too, they could have lost every game the rest of the year, and you could have understood it well, too. And the mm-hmm. fact that they were able to win a couple other games it was big for them also. There's one other team in the AFC North that we haven't talked about that is really up for debate. The and, dog pound. Yeah, the Cleveland Browns. What do you guys think about the Cleveland Browns? Nine and seven. They're okay. going to be an improvement from last year, but they're still missing playoffs. I see them as an 8-win team to an 11-win team, and I actually pinned them right at 10-6. and six. Mm-hmm. Yep, And I have 8-8. I have, eight and eight. I have like kind of the back end, because I could see them winning 9 or 10 games, too. I just think that I'm just still not a big Baker fan. I never I really have been. I'm not convinced this year's he can on get the hot it done. Seat. No. There's those games that they're going to be a 500-ish team, mm-hmm. and there's those games that they can either that Baker can either show up in, and that will that'll be the difference if they make the playoffs or not. And if he doesn't show up, then they'll be about seven and nine, eight and eight. Yeah. And yeah. they'll have another mediocre season. Mm-hmm. Freddie Kitchens will be under. Uh, no, who's their, who's their coach? Nah, now? they're smart. They got rid of Freddie. Yeah, Kitchens. who's their who's their coach now? Oh no, some guy that's gonna get fired after next year. Exactly though. He's no matter what. It's it's up to Baker Mayfield. Kevin Stefanski's their yeah, coach. He's got no more excuses. Where did he coach before no that? Um, I think he was within the um Brown system. Oh no, he was the Vikings' offensive coordinator. That's who he oh. was. Okay. That's who their new signing is. I mean, they're clearly hoping that him and Baker can figure it out. I just don't think, like, if you're on the road, let's say, at Baltimore in the regular season, for example, if you're in a two-minute drill, I th- I don't 
trust Baker to be able nope. to drive down the field. Yeah. I see it uh, being an interception or a four down. And he's got the pieces and... now because they just got Austin Hooper. They mm-hmm. solidified that line really good. They made some good moves. Headlined mm-hmm. by the Jack Conklin signing from yeah. Tennessee. So I think they got the offensive line now to protect him. He's got new coaches coming in. He's got Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Austin Hooper. He still is in Joku there. And Joku's so. though there. He demanded a trade, but mm-hmm. you know they they might still work something out with him. So yeah. they could have two really good tight ends on top of some stud receivers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. I yeah. think Baker has no more excuses. If this mm-hmm. isn't the year, he gets a ton. We could be looking at like a Mitch Trubisky kind of yeah. scenario. Yeah. On, on top of a defense that I think it's still not oh, perfect yet, but good. you have a good young defense that's yeah. going to be good for a long, yeah, long Miles time. Garrett's gonna Miles Garrett's going to be back. Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett, and Denzel Ward are guaranteed. I think you can pencil them in as starters for the next twelve years yeah. at yeah. on the Pro Bowl level. Yeah. About yeah. Denzel Ward's legit. They're both yeah. really, really good too. So I mean, I just mm-hmm. think that they're one of like the hardest teams to still predict because as mm-hmm. much as I could see them, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't. I'd be. I'd be just as shocked if they went 11-5 as they would 6-10. and 10. Like, you just still don't really yeah. – I don't think you can get yeah. a grasp for that team. Mm-hmm. And then last – in the division, we got Cincinnati Bengals. I think we can all agree yeah. on that. They're yeah. going to improve with Burrow. Burrow's going to be big time in a couple mm-hmm. of years, but they just don't have the pieces yeah. right now. Yeah. Defense be is terrible. Than that 2-14 and 14 season, 1-15, yeah. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't see them – Yeah, I have them winning games. five games. I think they're they're still, like, decently talented. I mean, there's not – it's not like the cupboard is dry there for Burrow going forward. Like I think Joe Mixon is someone who's gonna who's like got becoming really really good. Yeah, he's too. got Mixon, AJ Green's back, mm-hmm. and then they just yeah. drafted. Uh, who was it? Who they get in the draft? The receiver. The guy from Clemson, T Higgins. Yep, they got they have Higgins him. They have that. John Tyler Ross Boyd, too. Right? Oh yeah, they still got. They Tyler have Tyler Boyd, Boyd still too. Yeah, Tyler Boyd's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. So I think they'll be really good. And I think that this is obviously we'll talk about it after, but I'll sneak it in now. But I think Joe Burrow. I think that even if they go win the five games, like I think, I still think that's enough for him to win Rookie of the Year. Considering they always, just, it's normally they always give it to a quarterback, anyways. Like last year, I thought Josh Jacobs well, I think was way would, better than Kyler. Right. I think it would be yeah. a great accomplishment if Burrow could go out there and win five, six, anything around that. Mm-hmm. If he could win five, six games, that would be a huge accomplishment. It would show how much of an upgrade he was from Dalton. And- Dalton is an NFL quarterback. Yeah, Dalton's he's still not a bad quarterback. He's like he'll, he he'll be in Dallas for, for this year. He could start for a bad team, or he could be a good backup. And for Joe Burrow to step in his rookie year and already be at a caliber where Dalton, he was a playoff quarterback a yeah. few years ago. He, he's he's made a Pro Bowl before. I'm not a fan of him, but he's yeah. Had I don't the think success. he's anything special. But for Burrow to get there in just his first year, already being an up, that big of an upgrade from Dalton, I think that would yeah. be a big accomplishment. Oh, I definitely do too. Mm. Just considering we they were very because they were excited about Dalton when he first came in too. So, they, you know, they're going to be even more excited about Barrow coming Dalton in. Dalton was too. a bust. He's yeah, up there with the Joe Flacco type category. Like they, yeah, they're just good quarterbacks. Flacco's not yeah. a bust. Flacco's nah, he won a Super Bowl. He's not a bust, but I like, I don't know. He's in the overrated group. Guys mm-hmm. always thought they were, like, borderline elite. Mm-hmm. I think, that I pl- I think one close. playoff run does change a lot about guys, and that's the one guy that, like, a playoff – that playoff run, the 12 touchdowns, no interceptions, like, really. That's the one thing he can lean back on his career, and no one can take that away from him, yeah. too. Well, a playoff run shows you got something in you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have a playoff run, even a run under your belt, you don't have to win a Super Bowl, but if you can't even win a playoff game, you have nothing in you. Yeah. So yeah. quarterback, you're nothing. Yeah. What good is it? You could throw 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. You don't even win a playoff game. Your season was off or not. Yeah, well, yeah. also depending on situation, too, because Matthew Stafford hasn't had the best opportunities there. And I, not that he's a great quarterback, but you could put him in a lot of other situations and he'd win playoffs. Matt Stafford games. and Matt Ryan are two really interesting guys, I think. Yeah. Two really interesting guys. A lot Guys who have had really great statistical seasons pretty much every year of their mm-hmm. career. And yet, if you compare them to other, other great quarterbacks in history, 
they would be they're they're on par to be Hall of Fame quarterbacks. But yeah. when you stats think, wise, definitely. But when you think of Matt Stafford, you don't think of a Hall of Famer. No. Statistically, no. though, he is. Yeah. Matt so Ryan's going to finish with like fifty thousand plus passing yards. She went Hall of Fame stats. Yeah. Like, I think he. I think Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan's a Hall of Fame. I think he's yeah, a Hall of Famer too. Yeah, and, he's won an MVP too. Some Stafford's never done. Yeah. Yeah. He's made it to a Super he Bowl. Made it to a Super Bowl. And the crazy thing to think about too is if they just. If after Julio makes that catch, if they just... Need on the ball. Yeah, if yeah. they just run the ball, the ball, think about how much different is Matthew Stafford's legacy today with that one throw, too. How much Matt different Ryan, is his... Matt, Le- Matt Ryan, yes. Yeah. How much different is Matt Ryan's legacy today? Oh, he would be assumed... People would be yeah. talking about mm-hmm. him as a future mm-hmm. Hall of yeah. Famer. I don't know. I was a believer that Stafford, the only reason he was good is because he had Calvin Johnson. Yeah. You just mm-hmm. throw it up, he's coming down with it. Yeah. yeah. And he still so had big numbers, big but obviously... I mean, they had... He hasn't had either. He hasn't had a thousand yard rusher in how long? I don't know if Kerryon Johnson might have been this year, but before that, it was was before Reggie Bush was the last one before that. So they went so many years with like Amir Abdullah and just like Mm -hmm. going through running backs. All right, so moving on to the AFC South, I got the Texans taking it at twelve and four. They're definitely the top dog in that conference with the Titans following at ten and six. I actually I disagree. I'm gonna yeah. say the Titans. I got the Titans winning the division at 11 and five. And why do I feel I like it's because Tannehill's the quarterback? That's uh, that is a good reason. He played some great ball last year. If Tannehill had played that entire season out, we'd be talking about him as a player of the year candidate, offensive player of the year candidate. Well, he played, he I brought, can't dispute it. He brought that team. I don't. I don't know his exact record. He went like seven and one, seven and two when he took over that team. I know he, he had twenty-two touchdowns, six interceptions. With his. he brought a bad team. It's not even just that he was statistically decent. It was he. He made them win games. Mm-hmm. If you can win games, that's what it's all about. Yeah, his quarterback rating last year was a one seventeen point five in the regular season. And that is just. I mean, and they, 20 points above one he's ever had. Thing in his is, career. is Marcus Mariota would never have brought that team anywhere, and they brought they went all the way to an AFC championship. So I think they're gonna ride high. They just signed Derrick Henry mm-hmm. to his extension. I think he's just gonna keep feeding that game plan. Mm-hmm. Keep feeding Derrick Henry. AJ Brown's gonna uh, develop for another year. I really like them to win the division this year. And then I got Houston, not that high. On I'm very year. curious to see what Deshaun can do without DeAndre Hopkins. It, to me, I think it's going to be a bad locker room thing for the Texans this year. Mm. A lot of players are unhappy with Bill O'Brien right mm, now, yeah. and I think they're not going to want to play for him. And in the NFL, it really does come all down to coaching. If you mm. if you have zero respect for your coach, you don't want to play for yeah, him. Oh my God. So these guys, I don't think they're going to be putting their heart into every game like they should be. I mean, they still got J.J. Watt. Maybe he can kind of rally the defense together. Watson's a good play. He's top top five quarterback. This year, I think he proves whether he can lead a deep playoff run or not. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this, this year's kind of like a Dak Prescott. Yeah, mm-hmm. Prescott's more on the hot seat than he analogy. is, but yep. I don't know. He needs great to prove analogy. if he can do it or not. Yeah, and looking at the beginning of the Texans' schedule too, because they're a team like you were saying about the locker room. I was wondering because it's going to be sway their win loss record based on their first couple of games because they right. go. Oh yeah, they have the at opener. Chiefs, they have the opener against home the against the Ravens, Steelers, Vikings. Those first four games. Yep. And if they were to go one and three or zero oh and four, then I do think that they oh, they, they could up. end up like a they six and ten. Yep. But I think if you go a three and one or whatever, they could end up an eleven and five. Mm-hmm. If they have a good start, if they can win those first couple games, you're right. Then that that will be the difference maker. Yeah. This start. So I got a question about the South. What do you okay. think the Philip Rivers led Colts are gonna do? <sighs> Not much, not much. Yeah, uh, I got him at six and ten. Yeah, but yeah. I have the same. Phillips a little too old now. His arm strength's mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. yeah, I think they're gonna be finishing third in that division. Um, I don't know. Philip Rivers was a good player, but 
not even just the arm strength. He's been making a lot of poor decisions. He's That's what I was going to say, especially football. remember that Oakland game, the, the Thursday night game, I think it was, when he uh, made, yep. like, four de- that, like, in a row. It was, like, four horrible yeah, decisions. Yeah. yeah, he. I don't know. I think he's he's done. Philip mm-hmm. Rivers is yeah. done. Yeah. I think he's going to make it in Canton? No. I don't. A lot of people do. I, I just don't think, think he that, should make it, but I think he might yeah, get it. I don't think he should. But I, yeah. I think his peak days were just primes by primes LT. by LT. I think they had Chris Chambers back then. Gates. He had Antonio Gates. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they they had a good defense back then. So I don't know. And like, like you talked about earlier about winning, like what has he won in a long time? Yeah, either, too. You, you don't really have once... that. He doesn't have that signature game, signature win, anything. Yeah, really he was just always getting on. bitched by Brady in the postseason. We talk about Matt Ryan being a Hall of Famer, and we say he had that one season that we can point to, or we say. He played like a Hall of Fame quarterback mm-hmm. MVP season. Yeah. Has has Philip Rivers ever had that season? His best year, he was like fourth or fifth best quarterback mm-hmm. in the league. And Back I mean, like the year when Ladanian had thirty one so. touchdowns. That was probably their best year, but that was more Ladanian than it was yeah. Rivers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then when LT went out in the playoffs and they were playing the Patriots, mm-hmm. what did he do? We shipped yeah. the bet. He yeah. did nothing. And I think nothing. that, and I still think that. I mean, Rivers is a better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett still. But I just it just didn't yeah. really make sense because right. I mean, the way that they're, the the way that they were set up, like they were just like last year they had an identity with a power run like drafting Jonathan Taylor. I would have thought there would have been a good way to just continue if, even if you didn't get a star quarterback, which you didn't, to continue with Brissett and just kind of do what you've been doing. But I think the Rivers thing could end up instead of taking one step forward, you can take two steps back by just mm-hmm. kind of messing up everything. Yeah. And then the close of the South, I got Jaguars potential number one overall pick next year. Let's not yeah. spend too much time yeah. on the Jaguars. Gardner's a beauty, but he's not a winning quarterback. Yeah. They've lost yeah. every good player. They had such a great chance to build something mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. Duval County was they were getting mm-hmm. hyped up down there, and they let everybody go. Yeah. Yeah. All those guys go. Jalen Ramsey gone. Potential AJ dynasty. Boy, gone. Campbell. Uh, Campbell gone. I'm surprised they still have Miles Jack. I know he's, he's next. Player. He'll be next. Yeah. Telvin Smith, fucking, he retired. Yeah. Yeah. He's gone. Mm-hmm. They lost all those yeah. guys. Yeah. Pathetic yeah. team. Let's Their be season's very young. Now. I mean, my boy C.J. Henderson is going to try to bring that next group up, but it's going to be a long yeah. time. Any betters, I would pencil in them for the number one pick if I had to bet yeah. odds. Go under on the Jacksonville Jaguars. You heard it. Feel, yep. Heard it. You heard it on unfiltered with the two five eight. <laughs> So, right. for the AFC West, you got to go Chiefs. Obviously, Patty Mullins, big $500 million guy. Yeah. And yeah. then my sleeper of the year coming in second is Broncos at 9-7. and seven. I do, too. And I think the wow, Broncos, they're a team that could be good for a long, long time. I mean, you look at just offensively, they have Drew Locke. And I like Drew Locke a lot. I mean, he was – he also, in college, he ripped up ripped apart my Gator defense, too. So, I mean, I got to see it firsthand before he even came in the NFL. Yeah. Mm. But, I mean, he's just someone – I think he's a big-time throw guy. Like, he's mm-hmm. just got a swagger to him. I think he's someone that can carry – he's like – he's just like everything you like you wanted Baker Mayfield to be. I think that Drew Locke's going to be that sleeper and kind of be that yeah. guy. And I you agree. look at that, you have Phillip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon now. Yeah. You have yeah. – for receivers, you have Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, and Cortland Sutton, who was awesome last year. Sutton Noah Fant, Noah Fant is a tight end, too, who yeah. runs a 4-4. Like, I think mm-hmm. their offense – that offense, those six guys should be very good for the next decade. Almost. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. They got great skill positions lined up in Denver. Uh, I got them same as you guys. I got mm-hmm. them at nine and seven. I think they're going to be a wild card team mm-hmm. this year. I'm riding then, the Broncos bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they're big time sleeper this year. Definitely one of the teams to look out for. They um, can get after the quarterback too. Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb, and signing Terrell yeah. Casey too. Mel- Melvin Gordon's just a huge signing for the mm-hmm. offense. Jerry yeah. Judy too. Mm-hmm. What about the bottom two teams in the division? We got the Las Vegas Raiders opening up their inaugural season in Vegas. And then we have the lowly Los Angeles Chargers trying to replace 
the aforementioned Philip Rivers. What do you guys With think? Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> See, you I just think, think Taylor's gonna start. I think right Her- now they got him as a starter. I think Herbert will take that job. Yeah, by, by I week think one. I think really? that Taylor right now is the starter, and that especially. Now, the thing you got to take into consideration, too, is there's no rookie mini camps, There's no long preseason. So it's going to take a long time for any of these rookies to kind of get into because it's not like they've had a whole rookie camp and a training camp to learn the playbook and to get all these first-team reps. So I think that you might see Taylor start at the beginning couple games. But after a while, I mean, they still have – like, if you look at their – if you just take out the quarterback position and you look at their whole roster, they have one of the best rosters still in the NFL. Like, their defense, too. Like, I just think that they're really just missing – if they were to have even, like, a, I mean, we've seen Phillip Rivers these last few years. Not that he's even been great, but they were just 12-4 and four a couple of years ago with him. So I think they can, I mean, it's going to be a rough year for them this year, but. You put a better quarterback in his situation, like, two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. They would have made a deep playoff run. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. they, Keenan yeah. Allen was balling out. Mm-hmm. Like, That's the everybody thing. With, was just with firing the, on all cylinders. With mm-hmm. the Chargers, the thing I'm looking out for on them is, for a team that just has a young quarterback that they want to build around, their, their clock is ticking. Their window's already yeah. closing because Keenan mm-hmm. Allen's contract is up after this year. They just extended Bosa to a mega contract. Mm-hmm. Five years, yeah. $135 mm-hmm. million. Yeah. And smacks. I think he's good, but I think he's a little overrated, too. I think, I think he's solid. contract for a defensive player. So yeah. I think his you, brother's better. Oh, yeah, me 100%. too. So you give, you give a defensive end that much money, you're going to have to re-sign Keenan Allen this year to, if you're going to want to keep weapons for Herbert to develop mm-hmm. with. I mean... And then they're going to have Derwin James, guys like Melvin that. Melvin Ingram, yep. all kinds of guys. Yep. All, all their corners, Ingram, they have... Um, Austin Eckler. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they got all these guys that they have to pay. They just yeah. let Gordon go because they're trying to limit how much they can pay out. But mm-hmm. they still, they got a lot of guys that are due for a big payday, guys yeah. who just got a big yeah. payday. Especially with their corners, too, like Desmond King. I know I'm sure they're going to probably be up soon for a young yeah, guy. Yeah, he like slept they have, on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's really, really good. He was awesome at yeah. Iowa, too. He's As for the good. Raiders, I got them finishing in third, going 7-9. They made for a good hard knock show, but I don't know. They don't really have a lot going on. Yeah, I yeah. got the Raiders six and ten, Chargers five and eleven. Yeah, uh, I, I have the Chargers Oakland four and twelve. Yeah. What do you guys think about uh, Rugs in uh, Vegas? Rugs is going to be pretty good. Yeah. I think he could be I a think... candidate for rookie offensive rookie. Yeah. Of the year. When I was I... picking mine, I was thinking of him. Yeah, he's... I think he's good, and I don't think that he's. I think Judy's definitely a best better receiver, but I think mm-hmm. that Rugs is an. An ability to make a better impact, like instantly, and I still He's think Judy. That big play and ability. I think that yeah, Judy's yeah. going to be better long term, probably even later this year, even. But like I said before, especially with these rookies, like even everything the first couple of weeks in the NFL is going to be feeling stuff out because you haven't it's had any process. of this time to yeah. figure out the playbooks to get these young guys oh, in. They so don't it's even a lot have preseason games. So it's a lot easier to just say Henry Ruggs, okay, go run a nine route than it is. You guys yeah. believe in Derek Carr though? See, Derek Carr, I think he has something in him. Yeah, I, think I don't he's think good. he's consistent, mm-hmm. but I think he is a decent quarterback. He's, he's a top fifteen quarterback yeah. in my mind. And when you look at the solid quarterbacks, I think once you get past the elite quarterbacks, I kind of have them in two groups. It's like guys that you think you can trust and guys that you really think you can't. And I would still yeah. put him. I still, if you put a favorable roster around him, I would yeah. trust him to be able yeah. to get a win. Yes, he's I think he could get it done. Quarterback yeah. quality. Because I think there's a difference. Once you get past, obviously, the Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar, Deshaun Watson, Brady, Breeze, Rogers, you get into mm-hmm. that where it's guys you trust, guys you wouldn't trust, and I think he's right above that line where he's I would in, still yep. trust him he's to in that, get it he's done. He's in that category where if you can build the right pieces, you can put the right pieces around him, he can mm-hmm. succeed. Mm-hmm. And Ruggs is a big step towards that. And, uh, yeah, I like, I like the move to Vegas. Mark's will be good. Tyrell Williams should be really good for them again this year, too. So, for all the teams we just talked about, which seven do you think are going to be playoff right, teams for the AFC in order? So, my playoff teams, I'll give you the seedings. I got Baltimore at the one seed. I got KC two. Tennessee filling out the three. Buffalo four. Miami five. Cleveland six. And Denver at seven. 
What do you guys got? I got Chiefs at the one, Ravens two, Texans three, Bills four, Steelers five, Patriots six, Titans seven. Yeah, but I'm pretty close to that. I have Baltimore one, especially with their favorable schedule. I have um, Kansas City two. I have uh, Kansas City two. I have Buffalo three, Houston four. Denver 5, Tennessee 6, and I have the New England sneaking in at 7. Oh. All right, so you guys are holding on to your belief with the Patriots. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, oh, I mean, I just think that with, I think Cam Newton's going to have, I mean, he's got all, he's going to have to silence all the doubters, and I mean, either he's going to be able to do it or he's not going to be able to do it, and I just think that he has enough left in the tank to at least go 9-7. and seven. Mm-hmm. What's all your right, conference so, championship? All right, yep, so I got in the conference championship. I'm going to do Kansas City. At Baltimore, and I think Kansas City is going to be able to win that game. I don't know if I can trust Lamar Jackson in the playoffs yet. I do have him winning a couple playoff games this year. I got him beating uh, Tennessee this year at home. I think they'll be able to do that, even though they let it slip last year. I'll trust them to do it this year, but I'm not going to trust them to beat the reigning, the reigning Super Bowl champs. I think Kansas City is going to go back to the Super Bowl. I got Baltimore Chiefs, but I got Ravens somehow beating the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is going to prove whether he's legit or not. Yep, and he's I better think- than Michael Vick or not. I don't know. I think he's got a little bit to go to before he gets to there still. And I have Baltimore at – I have KC at Baltimore, and I just still trust KC more. I mean, Mahomes has done it already So we all agree on the matchup, but you guys – so, Ryan, you think the Ravens will win? Yeah, I got Ravens. I trust trust the Chiefs. We've seen them do it before, so I trust them for now. All right, so let's skip over to the NFC. All right, NFC East, who you guys got finishing on top? Worst division in football, so we'll try to speed this division up a little bit, but – Dallas is going to come out on top of that division. Yeah. I got them 12-4, and four, and not another team is even going to finish above uh, 500. I got them at 11-5. and five. Yeah, but I have them at 10-6. and six. I just yeah. think the Cowboys always find a way to not play to their tr- true potential. They're, I mean, right. they should have – they have arguably the best roster in the NFL, yes. you could say, or at least up there. Yeah. They should have – they have no reason not to have a top-five offense and defense. And if they you should. do both those things, you should win about 12 or 13 games. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll find a way to at least slip up some, but they'll make the playoffs and win the division. This year they had one of the best additions. They had C.D. Lamb, Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe, Greg the Leg, and they drafted Trayvon Diggs. Mm -hmm. Those are all big additions. Yeah, I think they did a good job. Like, Gerald McCoy will definitely be big for them. Him and Poe in the middle would be huge for them. I'm interested to see how the Cowboys' secondary plays out. So they got Diggs. They just drafted Diggs to play They got got HaHa Clinton Dix as well, too. Yeah, and they got Clinton Dix to play in the safety. And then they got Chidobe Awuze. Mm-hmm. That means he's going to have to step up and probably be the number one corner there. Yeah. And I don't know. Then, I think they got a really good defense, and this year with C.D. Lamb, it's going to help Dak off mm-hmm. like, a lot. Yeah. Him and Cooper are going to be big for him. Mm-hmm. Their linebacker core is disgusting. Yeah. They got yeah. LVE and Jalen Smith. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. those yeah. two were both. Jalen Smith's speed, too, side mm-hmm. out the sideline is ridiculous. And then second in the NFC East, I got the Eagles coming in at 9-7. and seven. Yeah, I have them at that, too. And I'm not a big Carson Wentz fan, but he deserves a lot of credit for what he did last year. I mean, they basically had – CFL receivers out there the second half of the year, and the fact that he was able to beat the Cowboys, I thought he'd and be win better. the division. Carson Wentz, I thought he'd be better by now. Yeah, I did too. I mean, this, once he came out, that that um, the year before he got hurt, we would have thought he would have been yeah. obviously by now. We would have thought he would have become Mahomes. Judging really. by that year, I thought he was going to be like another Andrew mm-hmm. Luck. Yeah, but I mean, clearly, I mean, injuries have gotten in the way for him. They say um, the best ability is durability, so I mean, yeah. it all depends on. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he's out there, he's never bad. But I mean, I just would need to see a couple seasons of him in a row 
before I can see the consistency and see if he's able to stay healthy. Yeah, I get the Eagles missing the playoffs. Yeah, but I have them just missing the playoffs, too. I have them in nine wins also. Mm -hmm. All right, now let's do the NFC South now, all right? all right? So we got a lot of talk about here. We got the Buccaneers. You guys probably riding mm -hmm. high with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yep, this year. Definitely. Coming you got to believe in Brady. All right, and then I'm going to say my division winner is going to be the New Orleans Saints, though. I think mm -hmm. they're going to be... One of the best teams in football this year. They're 13-3 and three on my predictions. And I don't know. I think they're going to be one of the best teams in the league. They added Emmanuel Sanders. They got Malcolm Jenkins from Philly. So I think that really that really strengthened two groups of strength for, for the Saints. And they already were a team full of strengths. They got Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders now to throw to. They Ted got Ginn's that still there, too. Yeah, they got Ginn. They got that trickery that Breeze mm -hmm. likes to do with, uh, with like, Taysom Hill. Mm -hmm. They got Kamara in the backfield. Mm -hmm. I think they're a really complete offense. Bringing in Malcolm Jenkins completes their defense. So I think mm. they're going to be one of the best teams in football. Yeah, I believe in them. They're going to be really good, like, as always, every single year. But I just feel like something's going to happen in the playoffs. Yeah. They get fucked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. every single yeah. year. Yeah. So I get the Bucks coming out on top at 12 and 4. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady's still the same quarterback. You just got to give him the What's pieces. What's your Saints record? What's your Saints record? 11 and 5. They're only one okay. game behind. Okay, yeah. Yeah. See, so I have. It's going to be a toss up between them. Yeah, see, I have Tampa Bay at 11 and 5, but I have the Saints at 13 and 3, my best mm -hmm. record on here. Oh, so I just we got think the that same they're. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're going to be, regular season wise, untouchable. All right. All right, and then what do you guys make of uh, Atlanta? Actually, I think they improved previously. Atlanta, I, I got them. Originally, I wrote them down as 6-10, and 10, but I'm also going to have to change them to, like, 8-8. Eight and eight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got Todd them. Gurley was a big yeah. addition. I have them at 8-8 eight and eight now, too. And, I, I mean, I think they're one of those sleeper teams where there's, they're one of those teams, too, that if they went 6-10, and 10, it wouldn't really, like, you'd be upset, but it wouldn't really surprise you. And if they were to go 10-6 and six and make the playoffs, you would say, okay, I could see that happening, too. I think too. they're one of those teams that if you threw them in the AFC – Oh, they, they would be playoffs. like a 10 and 6 mm -hmm. team Definitely. and they'd be a playoff team yeah. but in a in a conference that's just loaded with teams like you got the Cowboys, the Saints, the Bucks, Seattle, San Fran, uh, Minnesota, Green Bay, Chicago, even Arizona, even Arizona, yeah, there's just so many teams that are just so close to being in the playoffs in the NFC. And in the AFC, it's just really, it's just not a mm -hmm. deep conference. No. I'm really curious to see, though, how Teddy Bridgewater does with the Panthers. Me too. And I have I them. I think they're the bottom of the barrel for the division, yeah. but. And I have I that know, kind maybe of like seven and nine. Yeah. I think, I think they'll the... still be solid. I have them going four and 12 just because I think they have a brutal schedule, too, I believe. Yeah, they're in a, they're in a tough division. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of have them last by default because I still like Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's just one of the, another one of those solid quarterbacks that you can. Trust him make plays, not make too many plays, but you can still trust him. He's not going to turn the ball over a ton. I mean, McCaffrey will definitely get a bunch of catches. They got a hundred catch season, I'm sure, this year. So but. we got, we can all agree that we're going to get two playoff teams out of the uh, NFC definitely. South. We got the Saints and Tampa yeah, Bay, definitely. And I had Atlanta as a sleeper for, for potentially maybe a third too. All right, now mm. we're going to move on to the NFC West. I think uh, this is a conference that we can get two to maybe even three playoff teams. Yeah, in. definitely maybe three. So I think San Francisco and Seattle, they're going to be battling out. Similar mm. to how Miami and Buffalo, in my opinion, are going to be playing last week for the uh, division. <laughs> That's what we're going to be seeing in Seattle and San Francisco. They play each other in a nice late week action. Uh, I think San Francisco is going to get the better of them mm. at the end of the end. I think San Fran will win that division, but Seattle only showing back by a game behind. Arizona will finish out third. I got them winning eight to nine games, and then I got the Rams. I have them struggling this year. I think they're going to be a five-win team. So I'm very similar to that, though I have the Seahawks coming out on top this year. I think Jamal Adams was a massive okay. pickup for their defense, but 49ers only a game behind. I have the Hawks at 13-3. and three. Then the Cardinals I got at 10-6 and six, coming in third. They're a sleeper for 
playoffs with DeAndre Hopkins and mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. And then Rams seven and nine. They're just going downhill. Yeah, but not I, the same team as a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And like we said, like you said before about the uh, like the playoffs, playoffs, the AFC versus the NFC. Arizona and even the Rams, like I don't think that I don't think they'd be a playoff team in the AFC. But if you were to put them in the AFC, I'd have a lot. Especially depending on the division, I'd have a lot different outlook than I would than considering they're in the NFC West too. And I have San Fran and Seattle both twelve and four, but San Fran winning that last regular season meeting and having them win the division. I have Arizona seven and nine, but I could see them flipping that to mm-hmm. nine and seven very easily too. And then I have the Rams at six and ten. See, I think the Cardinals are very very similar to the Broncos, to the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Both yep. have two year quarterbacks and they got loaded receivers. Yeah. The, Car- the Cardinals are stacked up yeah, at receiver. I couldn't agree more. They got Hobson, Fitz, uh, Andy Isabella, yeah. Christian Kirk. Hakeem Butler. Hakeem Butler. I think they just got Isaiah Simmons on defense. Yeah, oh, yeah, they got like, Simmons on D. They still got Pat Pete back Chandler there Jones. in the secondary. Chandler Jones. He's right. quietly been one of the best sack artists yeah. of the decade. He's the guy the Patriots should have never let go. Yep, mm-hmm. Patriots made a mistake by letting him go. Mm-hmm. All right, and then... Um, NFC North. NFC North is the last division, so... Aaron Rodgers on top. Packers coming in at 12-4. and four. He's going to play so Jordan Love doesn't come in. And then Vikings coming in second at 11-5. Vikings, I think, are going to make the playoffs since they're going to be 11-5. and five. They're probably going to be the last seed for the NFC. And then Bears in third for 6-10 and 10 and Lions at 5-11 and 11 in last place. I'm pretty close to that. I have Green Bay winning the division 11-5. and five. And I think, I mean, everyone's just... Aaron Rodgers went from talked about as the most talented quarterback ever, and then since Mahomes came, they kind of just like you don't really hear Aaron Rodgers talked about as yeah. much anymore. And I think he notices that clearly the the whole love thing he wasn't psyched about, and I think he's gonna be. I think this is a really good year for him as a dark horse MVP. Not really a dark horse because Aaron Rodgers has been around for a long yeah. time, but an MVP no, pick that not always. How he's considered now course. though, that would be yeah. a dark horse. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like Brady yeah. wins it, he's considered a dark mm-hmm. horse. Yeah. yeah. So I have them eleven and five. Minnesota right behind at ten and six. Chicago seven and nine. Who's still solid, but just. Yeah. I mean, they're just obviously Mitch Trubisky. with Trubisky, you're going to be limited at what you can do. And even mm-hmm. weapons, it's not like he has a ton of weapons offensively. Like Allen Robinson's solid. It's not like they have a bunch. I see Trubisky as like a Blake Bortles mm-hmm. type of guy. And then I have Detroit at 4-12, and 12 and Patricia is going to be out soon. So do you guys mm-hmm. think we got two two playoff teams in this division as well? Yep. I do, yeah. yeah. So for your playoff picture, in order, what are all those teams? All right, we'll go. I'll do mine first. We'll go 1-7. to seven. We got New Orleans, San Fran. Dallas, Green Bay, Seattle, Minnesota, Tampa Bay. All right, so we pretty much got all the same teams, just in different order. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got number one, the Seahawks, then Bucks, Packers, Cowboys, 49ers, Saints, and Vikings. Yep, and I have pretty close to that, too, as I have, I have New Orleans one, San Fran two, Dallas three, Green Bay four, Tampa five, Seattle six, and Minnesota seven. Mm-hmm. And like, those all seven teams, like all those teams really too can make a run. That's the thing about the NFC versus oh, yeah, the AFC exactly. is how deep the NFC mm-hmm. is. Every team in the NFC, couldn't you say, could win a playoff game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Every oh, single game. NFC sure. or the West of the NFL, mm-hmm. how yeah. the West is yeah. in the NBA. When we were doing the AFC, I my first round in the playoffs, I got games They're all like shoe-in. Denver yeah. at KC. Mm-hmm. You know who's winning that. You got Cleveland at Buffalo. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe you guys think otherwise, but I think Buffalo. I don't even have. I don't have Cleveland even in the playoffs. Baker's so gonna you know shit his pants. And on I got the bus Miami at Tennessee. As much as I love my fans, I mean they're not winning at Tennessee yeah. in the playoffs. Nor are they making the playoffs mm-hmm. either. <laughs> yeah. For my chip, I have Seahawks versus Bucks. If it works out the way I think it's gonna, it's gonna be in Seattle. I just don't see Tampa Bay winning. With the 12th man. Mm-hmm. All right, so my uh, NFC title game, I got San Francisco at New Orleans, the uh, matchup that we should have got last year. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
I think that New Orleans is going to come out on top. I mean, I think, I think, I mean, the NFC would really be, if these teams are the teams that we, the teams that we believe are going to make it, if these are the teams that make it and they are all at full strength, we don't have major guys out, I think it could be a great NFC playoffs. And I have Tampa Bay going to, to Seattle and, win, and beating the 12th man there for the AFC Championship game. I just think Tom Brady is, I mean, he's, he's not the best quarterback in the NFL anymore. I still think he's mm. very good. He's definitely good enough to get the job done, definitely. And, and you have... When you have Mike Evans, Godwin, all those other guys, especially defensively, See, got, such an underrated say, defense, too. The way my regular season plays out, though, I got Tampa Bay at the seventh seed, and that would mean that they got to play San Francisco at San Francisco in the first round. I could not see them winning that game. San Francisco's just too good of a team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Brady will let Jimmy G beat him either, but we'll yeah. have to see about oh, that one. Yeah, that would be, that would be the Brady So that would be, that would be the matchup, yeah. too. So that's a matchup I definitely would like to see in the thing playoffs. Is, oh, Brady with, playing back at his hometown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing is, is with the Tampa Bay's roster right now with Tom Brady on it, if you put Bill Belichick as the coach of that team, I think they would win in Seattle. But without him, with Bruce Arians, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very tough Yeah, they're not the winning. Patriots. Yeah. They're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You guys remember that. You guys are hopping on oh. the hype train. They're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, when have they proved to you that they're a football team? Yeah, well, they, they haven't until the GOAT stepped in yeah. at QB and greatest tight end of all time decided to come out of retirement. <laughs> Clown shit. Gronk's catching 10-plus TDs this year. I think he'll be. And he'll I want a red zone guy. Yeah. How much do you, how much you guys think they'll use guys him? Because I don't see, besides third downs and red zone, I don't see him really getting used. I right. think he'll have he'll a good a year. But even fuck OJ Howard. You got yeah. Gronk on your they have Cam, Him and Cameron Bray, too. Like they, have, they have those three tight ends, though. Right, yeah, so I just don't see like even people picking up Gronk in fantasy and stuff. And I see his name in fantasy, I wouldn't touch Mm -hmm. him in fantasy. You just really don't know any weekend if he's gonna catch three touchdowns or if he's not gonna Mm -hmm. catch a ball. So, for you guys, the Super Bowls, I have Ravens versus Hawks, and I have Ravens coming out on top. Okay, Mm -hmm. who is your Super Bowl MVP pick if you had to pick a Super Bowl MVP? Um, I say either Lamar Jackson or Marcus Mm -hmm. Peters. Marcus, Marcus Peters. No, nah, no. If they, I think if they're in the Super Bowl, he might get get Defensive a pick or two, player. maybe a pick six. It's a wow. Key okay, that'd be a big gamble. I say if I mean. And you're, oh yeah, and you're I always like I always like the defensive players getting the respect for that too. Like I thought Gilmore should have been in the conversation when yeah. Edelman won it too. Obviously Edelman had it's ten catches. Kind of like a but... Malcolm Smith with the Seahawks Broncos mm-hmm. type yeah. of scenario. Make a couple big plays and you're gonna get MVP. Did Tracy Porter? No, Breeze probably won MVP that year, didn't he? Yeah. Tracy yeah. Porter should have though. He had a big yeah. pick in the uh, in the yeah. NFC Championship to seal it and in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Obviously he had that pick six. Yeah. So for your Super Bowl, what do you got, Gooch? All right, so I got KC playing New Orleans and Tampa, and I think New Orleans is actually going to come out on top. Uh, as much as I'd like to say Mahomes would win his second in a row, I don't. Th- I I don't know. I I think the Saints are going to be just a powerhouse this year. Yeah. You guys say they got those. They always lose in a shitty way at the end in the playoffs, which is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, that's not really like. It's not something that's yeah. going to be a continuous pattern forever. I've had them in the Super Bowl the last three years, and it's mm-hmm. happened every single year. You know, it is. They do have the tendency to uh, to fail at closing in games in the playoffs. I mean, they really only had that one Super Bowl. Though. Yeah, and I do like Drew Brees, and I think he's still very good. But you look at if you look at like his number, his numbers first half of the year, does he fades so much in the second half of the year? Boy, that with would his be arm it. strength and all that stuff too. And I just think that I mean, they're clearly making it so much better. I mean, he has weapons he couldn't even ask for there now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I just think that. The way he fades later, later in the year, too, is that's definitely mm-hmm. not going to help them. I mean, every year, every year, him, Brady, all these guys get older. You're going to start to fade more. It's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. So. so for your Super Bowl, who you yeah. got? So I have Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. 
um, against Kansas City, and I just think like you like you said before that, especially in the NFL, it's so hard to win back to back. It's yeah. so hard to win. It's so hard to even get into two Super Bowls in a five year run. Never mm-hmm. mind win back to back. And I just think that Tom Brady, I think you know, who was the in- last repeat champs? Patriots. When was it? When was that? Oh three, oh four. So yeah. it hasn't been it's done been that for almost sixteen mm-hmm. years. Yeah. 17 I was going to pick the Chiefs to win it, but I was thinking like that never mm-hmm. happens. But yeah. hey, if there's someone so. to do it, mm-hmm. it's Mahomes, it Tyree Kill, yeah. Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. Andy Reid. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. And they better figure that out soon because that mm-hmm. mon- that. Money is going to hit the salary cap real soon, yeah. and then they're going to have to adjust. But I think that Tamp- I think that Brady would be the first quarterback to win a Super Bowl in his new home in Tampa Bay, and I think that Brady would be Super Bowl MVP. Mm. Well, we'll see what happens with Market Down. So the thing, all right, well, what do you guys think would be the most exciting Super Bowl to see? Bra- oh. Patriots, Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, yeah, as a Patriots yeah. fan, the storylines going into that, that'd be no. huge. And I think but, there's two different Patriots things you can say. Because yeah. I'd say the most mean, exciting. You like, guys don't think the Chiefs would be more exciting than no. the Ravens? And this is what the I would say. The storylines, though, mm-hmm. I feel like and that's the, the difference. Be the most that's what I was going to say is the most exciting game or the best match, like the most most exciting game or the game where you're like, I want to see that matchup. Because the most exciting game for me, I think you'd have to say Saints and Chiefs for those two teams. And I think that would be the most exciting Super Bowl. But I think if you were to talk about, like, I think you would throw in a Tampa or any of those storyline teams. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if it was, well, let's say, Tampa at KC or anything Conference like that. Conference championship, it would be Jimmy G, Brady. That would mm-hmm. be huge. Yeah. Hype going into that would be massive. Mm-hmm. And then you'd want to see the Patriots on the AFC. Yeah. I'd be, like pull, I'd be pulling out for the Bucks for that. Who would you mm-hmm. like to see the Patriots play in the AFC title game? If you could pick a dream matchup. I mean, a dream matchup would be a matchup they'd win, Dolphins. so not any of the top teams. No, I mean, a matchup, that, a matchup you'd like to win. If you guys knew going into the game, you could win. A team you could pick to win an yeah. AFC championship against this year. Oh, yeah. Miami Dolphins, yeah. easy. Easy. Yeah, right. Just so you clowns yeah. could chat at me about oh, it? Oh, 100%. Here's a team that I would they say You would never hear the end of it. Miami's going to sweep them this year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know They're about that. A team that I think will be better than regular season that I couldn't see beating them in the playoffs is Buffalo. Okay. I just don't think. I mean, they'll be. I think no one would argue they'll be better regular season, but I just don't mm-hmm. think. Do you have faith in Josh Allen to beat Belichick in a playoff game, really? But do I have faith in Cam Newton to beat the Bills' defense? I'd have more faith in that than I would probably I, Josh Allen. I think Allen. you take the game out of Allen's hands. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it obviously depends on what Cam Newton we see, too. Not knowing yet, obviously. He could come out and light it on fire, and maybe that changes our opinion, or he shuts the bed, and that changes my opinion. Stephon Diggs is going to be a huge piece to me on the, mm-hmm. on the Bills. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be a big difference maker for Josh Allen to get comfortable mm-hmm. in big games like that. Now he'll have that stud receiver that he can go to. Mm-hmm. He knows he can mm-hmm. go to. That'll be a big difference for him. It's a big confidence changer for him. All right, so moving on to the season awards. Oh, we got some breaking news here on Unfiltered yeah. with the 258. Breaking right. news. Um, Dodgers pitcher Joe Kelly suspended eight games for his actions Tuesday what? versus the Astros. Wow, okay. What MLB referred to his past history of intentional throwing. And whenever I look at these starting pitcher things, is eight games really big of a deal? Because at the end of the – it's going to be one start. He no, just misses one two, start. Dude, it was or deserved. Two starts. It was deserved. Yeah. The Astros I don't are think, pieces of shit. Yeah. I, think that's, I think that's bullshit. I think it if is bullshit. If I was bullshit. Joe Kelly, I would have actually hit him. Yeah. yeah. And I think that – but I can see where the MLB is coming from it too because you don't want mm-hmm. to all of a sudden have it be a sh- – and I don't blame them. I would throw right at the Astros too. But you – for them, you have to kind of manage it because you don't want it to them be – Everyone sees, oh, Joe Kelly did it, so now let me do it. But now they see he got suspended, they'll think about it now. So I don't agree, but I can see if you're the MLB trying to save yourself because you have, I mean, that's a legit crisis on your hands right now. But what did he do? He he 
He taunted him with the pitch over his head, didn't hit him. Yeah. Threw and him then up. he struck him out. Yeah. He didn't do if, anything. If I'm gonna be he honest, him a little it was bit. at least two it was like at least two guys I know he threw behind. Yeah, it was yeah, Bregman and Correa. Yeah. If I'm gonna be honest, if I was Cooperstown, I would just start making his plaque. Like that guy is a legend. <laughs> yeah, dude, awesome. Oh yeah, he's got all over. He's a fan favorite now. Yeah, all started in Boston. He's all over social media. Joe Kelly Fight Club. I wouldn't be surprised if Yankees fans start to like Joe Kelly after that. MLB fans love Joe Kelly right now. It's literally every MLB fan doing that. We wanted that to happen mm-hmm. so badly. All right, so while we're still in the NFL season, now we'll get back to uh, All right, so uh, trans- transitioning back to the NFL. What do you think of the season awards? All right, so starting off with MVP. MVP, since I got Kansas City making such a big run, I'm going to have to give it to Patrick Mahomes. I think he probably would have gotten in last year had he played all 16. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I think he'll still have a really good season. It's pretty rare for people to repeat as MVP unless your name's Giannis instead of Kumpo. So I think Patrick Mahomes will probably come back. Yeah. Come back I forgot basketball MVP. and football. It makes yeah. sense. That's, 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 for, that's a really good Thursday. correlation between those two. So. <laughs> for MVP, I got Russell Wilson. I think that so many years he's been in the top mm-hmm. three for MVP yeah. voting. I feel like this is the year he finally pulls it off, mm-hmm. gets one that he deserves. DK Metcalf's, Metcalf's huge for him. Tyler Lockett, like he's only getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, so they just Seattle, got Philip Dorsett too. Mm-hmm. So. If Seattle has a big year, which they're poised to do, then yeah, mm-hmm. he's definitely going to be a top mm-hmm. candidate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not give it to a guy who's been up there three, yeah. fourth? Yeah. He's about third or fourth in the voting probably for the last Contrary, like, six yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Mahomes deserves another one, but you already know he's going to get like three or four more throughout mm-hmm. yep. his career. Yeah. And it's you know be Russell Robbie, Wilson's one mm-hmm. time. And you know the NBA. I mean, the NBA more especially, but even in the NFL, narratives can kind of play a role too. And get getting the MVP award. Someone who I think is a, a sleeper for the when I have them winning the division. And clearly, like we talked about earlier, if the beginning of their season doesn't go as planned, it clearly takes away my pick. But my MVP pick's actually going to be Deshaun Watson. And I think that, I mean, you have Kansas City and Baltimore, your first two games. If you were to ever win those first two games or even split, I think that sets a big... I think oh, that, that would change your locker room right around. And I just think that a big storyline, losing Hopkins, if he was able to win 10, 11 games and win the division especially with everything that's been going on there too. And if, let's say, Cooks and Will Fuller and Randall Cobb, and those guys all have pretty good numbers because they're still – they did lose Hopkins, but overall they're still not – it's not it's not Deshaun Watson and everybody else like it's talked about. He still has some pieces there, not what you'd like clearly for someone like him. You'd like to surround him more. But I think that if he were to win 10 or 11 games, especially the award meaning most valuable player, you You're could right. say he's one of the most valuable players. If they, to his if team. they win about 11 games, then he would definitely be in that discussion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, given what he's – given what you'd think is going into the season, losing DeAndre Hopkins, and that, that lack of chemistry now in the locker room with Bill O'Brien. If they're able to rally and make a run still, then yeah, Deshaun Watson would definitely be up I don't know. I don't think Watson's like a top five quarterback in the NFL, but who knows, this year he could bust up. Yeah, but I think this could here. definitely be his year. And I think even if you don't think he is now, I think sooner enough he definitely will be as. Obviously, yeah. some of the top guys are older in age, and he'll, yeah. he's definitely in that next group yeah. for the future. So who do you guys got for Offensive Rookie of the Year this year? I'll let one of you guys go first. I got Jerry Judy. I think he's going to be okay. nasty. I think Jerry Judy's stats prediction, probably 80-plus receptions, 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns. He's going to be Drew Locke's go-to guy. All right, and we were talking about earlier, we think – Broncos are going to be the sleeper team this year. Drew Locke's going to come into his own this year. Jerry Judy's the guy that's going to be catching. Definitely a good pick. Uh, he's probably one of the betting favorites mm-hmm. for the award. I'm going to have to go with, this isn't who I had before. We were talking about this a little bit before when we were preparing, but I think I'm going to go with J.K. Dobbins. 
I think wow. J.K. Dobbins. That's a dark horse. He's gonna have he's gonna have a lot of reps, and he's gonna be on one of the better teams in football. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the best teams. Mm-hmm. I think J.K. Mm-hmm. Dobbins could have a really mm-hmm. special year. And I think he's a very good running back coming out. So then clearly you I think that him. there's enough for that three-headed monster with him, Lamar, and Ingram. There's enough touches a, for him. You think he'll get enough touches to get that award? I think he's a better award. player than Josh Jacobs is. I really do. Ooh, and Josh Jacobs won the tough. award last year. I think he should have. He should have won the award. That's a, Kyle, that's a toss yeah. up. Kyle Amari won the award last year. Oh, he but, did? Mm-hmm. I thought it was uh, Jacobs. No, it should have been Jacobs. And that's going on to my pick. That's why my pick is Joe Burrow. Because, like, like you like um, you said, is I believe, I mean, Jerry Judy, even some of these other guys, like all these guys, whether it's even Jonathan Taylor in Indiana is like a sleeper one too. But I just think that, I mean, most years it's going to be the quarterback. A perfect example last year, Josh Jacobs was definitely better than Kyler was. But, I mean, mm. being the quarterback, especially the number one pick, as long as you don't have a horrible year, you're going to be up there. So I think that Burrow, especially if A.J. Green's healthy, can put up some really good numbers even if they don't have a good record. Absolutely. So, for defensive rookie of the year, what do you guys think? I think we're all going to have a consensus pick here. Chase Young. Chase Young. Yeah. And I'm He's not... like another Miles Garrett. He's one of those freaks you just can't yeah. stop. And Chase Young is I – w- I was going to say Chase Young. I mean, he's based, he's a very good choice too. But I'm going to actually say Isaiah Simmons. Oh, okay. And I just think that from the first day there – and I think it's kind of obviously not that Minka was – obviously he wasn't a rookie last year, but just kind of that overall impact. Like once he went to the Steelers, they kind of more clicked. And I think Simmons being a versatile guy – that if they were able to just, that I think that they could kind of figure it out. And like we said, they have talented guys on their defense too. I think Simmons could be that one piece to kind of, he can, you can fit him in a bunch of different spots where you have holes. And I think right. he could be, I think he could have a very season, very good season. He could also, I mean, his tackling numbers I'm sure are going to be very high this year too. Yeah, so I mean, that's my pick. I mean, Chase, all over the field. Yep. And I mean, Chase Young with his sacks, he's, um, he'll lead all rookies in sacks and he's a good choice yeah. too. I just wanted to not pick Chase Young. I just saw I went Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. I think this year he at least gets like 12 sacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's going to be a beast. Comeback player of the year. What do you guys got? So I have, I have, I have a bunch. I'll just say like a bunch of guys that we have, you know, um, that we've been thinking about. It's like Big Ben is someone who's up there. Definitely, I think Cam Newton's up there. But I would, mm-hmm. I would pick Derwin James. I think that you know, being hurt okay, last yeah. year, I think that he's one of. The, I think when he's healthy, he's up, he's up there for the best safeties in the league, and he can oh. fill so many other spots too. Nah, he's a dark, definitely like sleeper for that. Mm-hmm. He could definitely get it. I yeah. think personally, it's going to be Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a beast this year. Bill Belichick, he's never had a quarterback that has all the intangibles that Cam Newton has, you know, as a dual threat. I don't know. It could be scary. I think it's going to be like another Randall Cunningham type scenario. Mm-hmm. Does good with the Eagles, gets booted out, goes to the Vikings, leads them to the conference championship, like has a good career. I think Cam Newton, same thing. Panthers gets booted out, goes to the Patriots, about to mm-hmm. ball out. So my comeback player of the year, it's all, uh, it's all hypothetical at this point. Because he's still unsigned, but I think before the season starts, the Baltimore Ravens and Antonio Brown's camp will come to an agreement. I think he'll be, I think he'll be there probably by week four. And as we all know, he's a special player. He's, he's a perennial All-Pro receiver. So if he comes back, he'll probably go right back to that level, especially given the circumstances he'll be mm-hmm. dropped in. So I think if he goes to Baltimore, which I think he's going to. I think he should come back player of the year. If that situation happens, I think he will be come back mm-hmm. player of the year. I agree, too. And obviously, like you said, it's a big if if he were to come back. But I think if he comes back, there's no doubt that he How would How awkward would that be for the NFL, too? Because everyone knows that guy's an asshole. But yeah. Everyone in the NFL hates him. Yeah. yeah. It's brutal. So, coach of the year, who do you guys got? All right, let me just take this one. Coach Flo has got to get it. The guy the guy got some votes last year with the 5-11 <laughs> and 11 team because of what he did with them. Probably the most talent-efficient roster 
maybe in NFL history, definitely in our lifetime. So, I mean, for him to have won five games with that team and beat good teams too. Philadelphia Eagles were a playoff team last year. Dolphins beat them. Oh. New England Patriots, playoff team last year. Dolphins beat them. <laughs> they beat some good teams last year. And so, it's not that they win three more games. But yeah, yeah, they won five games. He won five games with one of the worst <laughs> rosters ever, but that's an accomplishment. He got, he got recognition. He got a couple votes in Coach of the Year uh, voting. And for him to have done that with five games, and yeah, I think if they win 11 games, absolutely. They're definitely going to be one of the most improved teams. Yeah, this year. that's yeah. true. And I would now say. Now he's got the talent, so now I yeah. think he's going to be able to work with that talent. He's got real players to put in. If he was doing this shit with an undrafted free agent, he's going to be able to do it with Brandon Jones, mm-hmm. third round yeah. pick out of Texas. I got my coach of the year being Bruce Arians, taking a team going from seven and nine to what I think is going to be the conference championship. Mm-hmm. That's definitely worthy of getting coach of the year. Yeah. I can't get on board with that because because Arians is going to have the talent. Like a lot of people, he's got high expectations. And if he wins 11 games, that's meeting expectations. Mm-hmm. The coach of the year to me is someone that exceeds expectations. His, it, for him to just meet it wouldn't mean much. If they go out and win 13, 14 games, yeah. You know, even if they won 12, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. I'd say 11 or lower. That would be meeting or less than expectations mm-hmm. in the eyes of the general public. My second pick would be Vic Fangia for the Broncos. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, that's, that's a good, a good one. Pick, I, so. could get behind, I could get behind that one. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jeff? Who's your pick? And I, w- I would pick, and I don't even agree with it. I think that Arians, if they were, were to even go 11 to 5, I think you could see him getting it. I don't agree with it. But I think you could see him getting it. Like you were saying with Flores, too, is I think, first of all, if the Dolphins were to get even to 8-8, eight eight, I think Flores definitely would deserve it. Just I mean, and I think he's and – I, and I'll just say right now that I think in the next few years he will definitely win a Coach of the Year award. I think the teams normally have to be, like, above 500. So, I mean, I think they'll make a jump but not enough of a jump this year to be Coach of the Year. But I think in these next few years he'll definitely get one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you got to risk some respect there, at least. Uh, so for oh your sleeper God. team of the year – if you had to pick one team that's just a dark horse right now and they're going to make the most noise this year, what's while the one on, team? While we're on the topic of my boys, I'm going to ride my Dolphins. All right? I got them at 11-5. They're going to be playing for the division in the last week against the Buffalo Bills. I think even if they don't win that game, then they'll still be a wild card team. And for Miami to be a wild card team, neither of you guys agree with that. If they do do that, then that would be the biggest sleeper of the NFL season. I can yeah. agree with that, definitely. My one team would be the Broncos. I just think they're going to be nasty yeah, this right, year. Yeah, Broncos are definitely up there. What about you, Jay? Yep, so the Broncos is a team that I also have up there, and this is a team that I think could very easily, as long as they're healthy, sneak into a playoff spot. I think that's Pittsburgh. Okay, yeah. I mean, you look at what they did last year with Mike Tallman, then when, if you're able to win some games with Devlin Hodges, never mind you have uh, Roethlisberger back, that's going to mean so much for Juju, obviously, too. And I just think that they're, I mean, if they're all healthy, James Conner's back, then I just think they have no reason that they can't be a playoff team as well. Mm-hmm. So I think they're that one team. Also with Denver, too, but I think they're a team we could look out for. That Not many people are looking out for, really. Mm-hmm. Of course, then we could get into the Cardinals. We can go back on that receiving course. Isaiah mm-hmm. Simmons, of course. And then for a team that is going to, I think, significantly improve this year, but isn't like kind of a sleeper, is the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. They could have a chance to do something this year. Their only sleepers is because they always, they're always yeah. uh, overrated yeah. going into the season. The thing is so that we haven't underrated. Yeah, one thing we haven't mentioned is Mike McCarthy is now the coach. There. Yeah, right. and I yeah. think that actually means it's not a the Jason lot Garrett for that team. I think McCarthy and Kellen Moore together will be a good duo too, because Kellen Moore is the ah, offensive yeah. coordinator there yeah. too, and he's always been a good offensive mind. I think those two minds together, I think, would work a lot better too. Then Garrett was more just there to kind of clap on the sidelines. Right. So. So this week, the top 100 players of 2020 has been released, and now they have 10 players left. 
10 players are Patrick Mahomes. Is this the players vote one? Yeah. Yep. All right, so we got the top 100 players as voted by the players. Mm-hmm. So the 10 players left are Patrick Mahomes, George Kittle, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, Gilmore, Russell Wilson, McCaffrey, Mike Thomas, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Donald. If you had to take those 10 names and put them in 1 through 10, what would they be? All right, let me give you my top 10 first time. With those 10 guys, I'll do Derrick Henry, George Kittle. This is from 10, 10 mm, to 1. I hope so. Derrick Henry at 10, George Kittle. DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. Number three, I'll go Christian McCaffrey. Two, Aaron Donald. One, the reigning Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Mine's a lot like that. Number one, I got Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I think he's the undisputed top guy in the league. And Aaron Donald, Lamar Jackson, uh, Michael Thomas, Christian McCaffrey, Russell Wilson, Stephon Gilmore, Hopkins, Derrick Henry. So you got um, Gilmore at eight? Seven. Seven. Where do you have him? So I will get into my list right now. So I have Gilmore at six. And this is me basing off of, this is me obviously taking into account what the players are going to think too. So so I'm thinking of players that the, um, a player that the players might vote really, really high that I think would be a little lower on this list. But I have, so I have Mahomes one, Donald two, and I have Lamar Jackson three. I would personally put him lower, but I think with the MVP year, obviously he has every right to be up that high. I have Michael Thomas, 4, McCaffrey, 5, Gilmore, 6, Russell Wilson, 7, Henry, 8, Kittle, 9, and Hopkins, 10. Okay. All right. Now, So it sounds though. like our bottom three are, like, undisputed Hopkins, mm-hmm. Henry, Kittle. Yeah. yeah. But tell yeah. me, though, if we, if you could get rid of this player's pool, eliminate this list, pull from the entire, entire realm of the league, who is your top 10? How much does it change? Yeah. What guys do you think were left out of the top 10 that should be in it? Honestly, a lot. Alright, so you, ten through one, that? number ten I think is Mike Thomas. I think he was okay, like. So you think he should be on that list? Yeah. Just a little high. Russell Wilson should definitely be on there. Number eight, I have Julio Jones. In my yep. opinion, he's still the best receiver in the NFL. For Julio Jones definitely. to be left off there and two other receivers yeah. on there. Yeah, is I think, yeah. yeah it's mm-hmm. bullshit. Anybody that watches him knows he's better than Mike Thomas, mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins. He's a freak. Yeah. He's a freak. Seven, I have McCaffrey. Six, I have Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. I still I think he's Mack. a beast. Yeah, he's still the same beast. Yeah. I was surprised when I saw him at 19 or whatever he was on the list. I, was I think that's why he's so low just solely because of how poor the team has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, okay, keep going. I'll let you Number five, probably the biggest disrespect on the top 100. He was ranked at, I think, 25 or 28, Saquon. Okay. I think he's the best running back in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, he's definitely up there. He's definitely top three at the worst. Mm-hmm. I still think McCaffrey's better than Barkley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would think, and After I still... last year, I can't, like, disagree yeah, with Yeah, and you can't argue with McCaffrey's numbers last year, but if I were to take a running back for my team, I still would definitely take Saquon over yeah. McCaffrey, as I would Zeke or even Henry, mm-hmm. some of those other guys. Really? Over he just McCaffrey, passes yeah. the eye test. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell he's just different from everybody Oh, else. Saquon's a freak. You're yeah. right. If I was... Yeah. If I was to pick from a franchise, uh, we were doing a fantasy draft mm-hmm. yeah. for real games. Mm-hmm. I would take Saquon over yeah. McCaffrey. Yeah. But I think the better player right now, last season, this season, mm-hmm. going into the yeah, season. Yeah, McCaffrey, McCaffrey last year had probably like a top ten running back season of all yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So number four, you're gonna appreciate this one, Gooch. Tom Brady. Ugh. Disgusting. <laughs> number four? Yeah. Disgusting. Dude, he's still the same quarterback. Just last year, he hardly had anything around yeah, him. Yeah, so, so, so he got exposed. Okay, but he's 42 now. Okay, now he's last even year, older. Last year's he's team. He's 42 now. Now what is he, 43? 
Oh, is that going to make him a better player? He's still the same player. Okay, yeah, same Tom as Tom Brady, year, when the game comes down to the line, year. he's going to be able to will it out. Yeah, like last year when the game was on the line. Oh, that pick six. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, number three, Lamar Jackson. Two, Aaron Donald. One, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys still think it's Mahomes and Donald at one and two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who did you have at one, Donald? I'm Mahomes number one. What about you? I have Mahomes at one, so I'll go from 10 to one. Is I have Chandler Jones actually at number 10 on my list. Oh, okay. He was someone that kind of, I was looking, looking at the under, guys. Underappreciated yeah. player. Yeah. Yeah. He's been underappreciated really since, I mean, he's been putting up, getting sacks for a he long, long time. He got credit when he was in New England as one of the best sack artists, but since he's gone to the small mm-hmm. market. He's gotten even yeah. better. His last two less. years, yeah. he was just starting to come into his own. Yeah. Yep. So I have Michael Thomas at nine. I mean, I still think Hopkins is probably a better receiver, but at 145 catches last year, I'd have to probably put him, put him into my top ten. Mm. So at number eight, I have Jamal Adams, who's – you guys don't have him in your top, top ten. I just think versatility-wise, like we mentioned before, I mean – he has snaps at linebacker, at free safety, strong safety, coming off the edge, too. And I just think you can plug, especially for that. And now that he's in Seattle, too, not having to worry about all the holes in the Jets' defense, I think he can – I mean, I think he's one of the best players in football. Mm-hmm. I have Gilmore, seven, Julio, six, Khalil Mack, five, Bobby Wagner, four, and I have Russell Wilson, three. I mean, nice. I think that after Mahomes, and I think Lamar had the better year last year, but I would still think Russell Wilson's the second best right. quarterback in the mm-hmm. NFL. And then I have right. Donald, two and Mahomes, one. Right. I mean, really 1A and 1B, Donald and Mahomes, but the quarterback will get the nod. Yeah. All right, so I think the only guys I would really had slid in on my list were uh, Bobby Wagner and Julio Jones. The rest of the top ten I wasn't too upset with. So I got, uh, I got Kittle, Wagner, Hopkins, Thomas, Julio, Wilson, Jackson. And then my top three, I still got McCaffrey, Donald, and Mahomes. I think I think they are the best three players in football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCaffrey's season last year was just special. Uh, he was disgusting out of the backfield as a, as a uh, receiver. And when you just feed him the ball on a dive and he'll run at 80 yards, yeah. he could do anything. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a good NFL season. Everything's up for grabs. Red Sox are the world champions. For the first time in 86 years, the Red Sox have won baseball world championship. Can you believe it? Tessie is the royal root is rally cry. Tessie is the tune they always sung. Tessie echoed April through October nights. After serenade installed the name in Alright, welcome back to part two of episode one of Unfiltered with the 258. This is going to be the 2020 MLB season preview. Uh, so, Ryan, why don't you tell them what we got up for him today? All right, so hopping into the standings, starting off with the AL East. The Yankees are winning it, obviously. This is the year of the Yankees. Coming in second, I got Tampa Bay Rays. They're honestly going to be a low-key playoff team. They, they can make a deep playoff run. And then the rest of the East is just dog shit. It's Orioles. <laughs> Orioles are, like, mediocre at best. Jays. Relevant and Red Sox. Uh, we'll get into them later, but <laughs> say they're atrocious this year. See, I don't know. I, I mean, I agree for the most part, but I think the Blue Jays are better than the Orioles. I think the Blue Jays actually have a pretty decent oh, future. Orioles have had a hot start, so yeah, they're three and two right now. Yeah, I mean that's not spectacular, and it's early on, but I mean they've been winning some games. Yeah, we thought we were going to be <laughs> Red Sox were going to win two out of three versus the Orioles, and they yep. came out with two out of three. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you got, Jack? Yeah, so they're my- not coming out with anything against the Mets. I'm sorry to cut you off, but they're not coming out with anything against the Mets. 
Disgraceful oh, series. I, I thought that was already realized. <laughs> the yeah. Grom on the mound tonight. They don't have. A, they don't we'll, have. A we'll save the Red Sox for later, huh? Yeah. So I mean, I have the Yankees winning the AL East too. I think just the best roster by far. I don't think there's a debate yeah. on that. I have Tampa as the two, and I think they're the only other team I think in that division that can make the playoffs. I think mm-hmm. we can say that too. And then just after that, yeah, in the last three, they'll just be fighting for third. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna do uh, some AL Central. All right. Go for it. So, I think the Indians are going to stay on top of that division. They're uh, starting off hot. They're going to finish out a series strong against the White Sox. They're going to be about 5-2 and two after the series. So, uh, I mean, they're getting an early jump in the Central. They're playing hot. Their pitching staff looks good. Um, they're, they're hitting the ball. So, I think the Indians are going to come on top of that division. But I still think we got another playoff team. I think the Minnesota Twins are also going to come out and get a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. So for the Central, I got the Twins winning the division. Last year they were on fire. Oh wait, that's right. Actually, there's two teams now. Yeah, eight the top two teams. teams. Okay, so the Indians and the Twins. Total. Okay, so the Indians and the Twins will both come up top. Exactly. And, I don't and then see, there's two wild cards. I don't see nah, I don't see any of those teams. Yeah, White Sox Royals. Mine goes after Twins Indians. It goes White Sox Royals Tigers. Yeah. White Sox may be a dark horse, but Royals and Tigers don't got a They're shot. They're disgusting. Enough. Yeah. All right. Jack, you, you agree with all yep. those? So for the AL Central, so one thing I will say, I know they've gotten off to a 1-4 and four start. Before that, my sleep, I was I just picked one sleeper pick for a division, and I thought the White Sox would be my mm-hmm. sleeper pick to win the division. I still have Minnesota and Cleveland both. I have Minnesota, and then I have Cleveland as one of the wild cards. They're still mm-hmm. both definitely playoff teams, yeah. but I just picked one team to surprise, and mm-hmm. I think the White Sox would be the one well, team that opinion, I could see sleeping. In my opinion, there's got to be one of them yeah. to make it because mm-hmm. – the AL West does not have four teams that will make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, AL, the AL West does not. Mm-hmm. The AL West, I see, is the Astros, the A's, and the Angels all could get in, theoretically. Mm-hmm. The Rangers and the Mariners, they don't have a shot. No. Yeah. They're both. They're both Looking at it now, I actually got the Orioles in the playoffs. Yeah. They're going to slip in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Eight teams, I feel like, is too much for I, the playoffs. So, yeah. I think the eighth team will come down to will come down to either the Blue Jays, the Orioles, or the White Sox. You guys yeah, think that'll the, be the eight Do you think the, what do you think about the Angels? Do you think they have the Angels a will get it? They're my they're my last. The Angels are they're not a World Series contender, okay. but yeah. they'll get. In they're the my two wild cards. My two wild cards I have are Cleveland and the Angels. Because I have because Oakland because the O's O's um the O's the A's are pretty good too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two good ball, ball clubs in the AL West, and then the Angels they got obviously mm-hmm. some talent. Mike yeah. Trout, Shoney Otani, Albert Pujols. So I mean they they're loaded. Mike Trout's. God, he's got to get in the, the playoffs. The fact that the point. Angels haven't done anything with lately the two best right-handed hitters of our generation with Trout and Pools is ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, this is the if there's ever going to be a year they can get in, it's this year with the expanded yeah. playoffs. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they will get in. I think they're pretty much a shoo-in for the seventh, yeah. especially with yeah. their bats if they get up. Um, get going too. It's a short season, so yeah. one quick run could leave you. Because you know the socks are out. You know yeah. they're not oh, doing they're, shit. They're gonna be out by next. So week. we're looking at the Orioles, the Blue Jays, the Tigers are shit. The Royals are shit. They're not worried. Yeah. White Sox. So those three teams we got: the Orioles, yeah. Blue Jays, White Sox, and then the Angels. Uh, yeah, and then the Angels are gonna get in. Mm-hmm. So then it's the Rangers and the Mariners are no. Yeah. So there's really yeah. only three teams that are gonna be fighting yeah. for that East. Mm-hmm. The other teams, I just can't imagine pulling out anything yeah. none of those teams yeah. in a 60 game Rangers season though, I mean, we, you never know but i don't yeah. believe rangers but. though have a low-key like good um pitching rotation mm, yeah they do but I don't, I don't trust anything about the texas yeah. rangers yeah but for the west i got astros winning it then athletics angels we already talked yeah. mm-hmm. rangers manners they're washed nl east i got 
Braves win it. Braves are nasty. They got Cunha Jr., Dansby Swanson. Nick Marcakis today said he's actually going to play this year. Mm-hmm. And then they got the golden arm, Mike Soroka. He's an mm-hmm. unreal 23. Might win a Cy Young this year. Like, Braves are a dark horse for the World Series, I'd say, this year. Looks like there's only going to be four teams in this division, too. Yeah. The Marlins are suspended for a while. Yeah. So, so I got, obviously, them finishing last because yeah. they're not, probably not even going to play. So we got the Nationals, the Phillies, the Braves, and the Mets. Yeah, I go so. Nats because they're the defending World Series champions. You need to at least expect they're going to do something this year. Yeah. Then the Mets, I think the Mets are going to make the playoffs. They get a really good rotation, and then Phillies. And they got Pete Alonso, yeah. too. He's mm-hmm. a dog. Yeah. McNeil's good. And then Phillies, for teams that are playing in the East this year, I think they're going to be a last-place team. Mm-hmm. And they're definitely punching the air after they punt, or signed Bryce Harper. Yeah. thought that was going to turn around the whole organization. Yeah, so I think in the NL East, we're looking at, yeah, the Braves, the Mets will probably make the playoffs. I think the, the Nationals are starting off slow. They're 1-4 right now, but mm-hmm. they got a lot of talent. They started slow last year. I'm gonna give it in them to get to get at least a wild card spot. I think the Phillies aren't gonna make it, and I don't think the Marlins are even gonna come back and play. Mm-hmm. Jack, what do yeah. you think? You guys so I mean, I agree. So I have Atlanta winning. I have Atlanta winning the division. And the Mets. I think that could come down late in the year too with Atlanta and the Mets. I think Atlanta is just overall the better team. So I have them. The Mets too. I have. I do have Washington as one of my wild cards. The three, and I have the Phillies for it. I think they were a team though too. That's. You don't expect much, but, I mean, if they got off to a little roll, too, I could see them sneaking in. Yeah, the they playoffs, do have a couple yeah. good guys. They got, like, Reese Hoskins, JT Romuto. Mm-hmm. Like, they're on the come up, but I just don't think this is the year they make the postseason. Yeah. So, NL Central. Well, let me start off the NL Central. All right. All right. <clears throat> Take your so, All right, so I think my Chicago Cubs are going to come out in the NL Central this year. They're... Uh, their pitching has been drilling an all-cylinder so far. Every single five, every five guys in the rotation has had a great start so far. Uh, the pole bent was shaky against the Reds the other night. Uh, they blew an eight-to-one lead in the seventh inning, but they did end up hanging on eight-seven. Uh, they had bases loaded and got out of a jam, so we'll give them credit where it's due. Mm. But they almost fell apart completely. So I don't know if I can trust the bullpen, but. They're still a really deep team hitting-wise. Uh, Nico, uh, Nico Hornier is coming into into his own. Uh, Albert Almora Jr. is becoming a really good fielder out in center field. So yeah. I think there's a lot of reason to, uh, for optimism looking forward on that team. But this is a really good division, right? So the Cincinnati Reds, they just ran into the Cubs, so they started slow. But don't sleep on them. They had a really good offseason. They took Nick Castellanos from the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Sonny Gray's on fire right now. Yeah, so. Sonny Gray's good. They got really great pitching rotation. and uh, So don't sleep on them. But then there's also the Cardinals and the Brewers. Cardinals think, every year just somehow find a way to make the postseason. this division has in- four teams that could make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I think all four of those teams could make the playoffs. Now, the Pirates, they're actually improving, but they're still dog shit. So yeah. we're yeah. not even going to look at them much. Yeah, but for the Central, I got Cubs on top. I think, like, you watch baseball and you, you think Cardinals, Brewers, Reds, or Pirates are winning that division. You just, like, don't know what you're talking about. Thank you. Club, Cubs are the clear favorite in that. And then I got Cardinals. <laughs> and maybe the Reds and Brewers make the playoffs. But when I made my teams, I didn't have them included. Yeah, so I guess I don't know what I'm talking about then because I actually picked – I have the Cardinals winning that division. <laughs> don't worry. I still have your Cubs in the playoffs. And I just think that that's – I mean, it's a tough division. Do you division. have them in second or do you have them in I have them right behind. I have Milwaukee second and I have the Cubs wow. third. But, I mean, I think wow. those – I mean, those three teams – You have the Cubs third? I have the Cubs third, yeah. Wow. Well, mark it down. Save it right now. I have the Cubs finishing oh, third. Oh, I will, and I will criticize you so <laughs> much when that day comes. Yeah. 
Uh, well, see, I, th I mean, I think those three teams will be within five games within each other. They'll all be so close, but I just think that that's oh, what I'm you saying. Sound like well, come October, you sound like the Trent Dilfer of the MLB We're going to be right playing now. back this tape on yeah. for him. On we'll see. Right. We'll have it saved. So. so on to the last division, NL West. Dodgers, I say, clear favor to take the top. It's yeah. similar scenario with the AL East. Mm -hmm. And then second, I get the Padres. Padres are honestly doing really good so far this year. And they got, like, Machado, uh, Will Myers, a bunch of other good guys. They're on the come up. And then third, Rockies, Diamondbacks, and then Giants. I actually have the Rockies as being a playoff team this year. So far, they're off to a hot start. Yeah, yeah, they, they, got they have a good, good lineup. Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado. Yeah, mm -hmm. they got Story and Arenado. Charlie Blackman. And this will be a big. A it's going to be a big start to the year too, because if they don't get off to a good start, they'll probably end up trading Arenado, won't they? Too. So yeah. it'll be big to see how mm -hmm. they start the year. So you guys similar with that order for the NL West? Yeah. So I have the. I mean, I have the Dodgers winning the division. I'm guessing you do still too. You no, know, I'm actually. I'm gonna. You guys aren't gonna like this. I think the Padres, who are riding high right now. In a short season, all it takes is two months to get hot. Every team mm -hmm. has those. Every team has those months. If the Padres can do it for two months, and they do have some good yeah, players, they honestly do have a good chance of winning the division. But I think going further than the Dodgers in the playoffs, no way. Oh, they won't go further yeah. in the playoffs, but I think they'll be. I mean, I think. Season. I mean, you have to say in a sixty-game season, a third of a season, any good team really has a chance to win a division. Yeah, up. yeah. In a season, like any team. If could the go Dodgers so. even have a little hot, if they have a hot, or if they have a cold, three weeks. Mm -hmm. Which is common. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every team has a cold three weeks. Mm -hmm. No matter how good you are, you'll have a cold, cold yeah. couple weeks. Yeah. And the thing is that in a 60-game season, some of those teams won't have that. Yeah, now. exactly. Mm -hmm. Clearly, those teams will be Because a team like the Padres would probably fizzle out in the latter half of a 162-game season. But in 60 games, mm -hmm. maybe they could keep it together. Yeah. Maybe they could keep it together better than the, than the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. So as for the playoff picture, what would you rank it one through eight as the seedings for this year? <clears throat> All right. Uh, I'll start with the NL. I think the Cubbies are going to come in first. Then I'll go... I'll do the Padres. Uh, actually, how does it work, Lincoln? Is it... Is it division winners are one through it's six? the three eight. division winners... The yeah, three one, second places. No, no, I know who one, one through three is the division winners, and then after that, it's all the highest ranked. Oh, okay. okay, so only oh, okay. the three division winners can be one, two, three. Yep. Oh, all right, okay. so the Cubbies will win the division, and then I have the Padres winning the division, and then I had who was my other division winner? Oh, the Braves. So mm -hmm. those three will be one through three. Um, mm -hmm. I'll go Cubs, Braves, Padres in that order, mm -hmm. and then my wild card team and my second place teams would be the Mets. I'd say it would be right up there, the Dodgers and the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. Then wild card, I'll go Brewers, Reds, in that mm -hmm. order. So that's my seeds. Uh, <clears throat> one of yours, yeah. So that'll be in the first time in baseball history we have four. Oh, yeah. Pro yeah. And it, it would be the only, it'd probably it be, be the, the only, only time for a while. For it to ever happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. could be the first and only time we see that. Well, what are your in 2015, teams? real quick, in 2015, mm -hmm. the NL East had a... <clears throat> The Cardinals won 103 games, the uh, Pirates won 102, and the Cubs won 99. Mm -hmm. So if the Cubs had won that, they would have been the first division ever to have three 100 win uh, teams. But boy. that's as close as it fucking gets, that 99 yeah. wins. Yeah. That, was, that division, now the Pirates are kind of switched out with the, uh, the Brewers. Mm -hmm. But that division is loaded. Yeah. And the Reds are coming into their own, too. They had great offseason, great pitches. They're always up. considered the best division in baseball. Dusty Except Baker's when the AL East yeah, yeah. the pitching used to be considered by far the best. Mm -hmm. When you had guys like Lester, Roy Holiday, CC. Oh, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. So what's your order for the NL? So for my top three, so I have the Dodgers, 
the Braves and then the Cardinals. And then I have, I get into it, because then I'd honestly probably go, if we were going in order, then I would go Milwaukee, the Mets, but then I'd go the Cubs right there, too. Even though I have them, I would have them ahead of San Diego and then Washington would be my order for okay. it. Because I thought it was just one, two, three, and then the, the um, two seeds, but I would put the Cubs over San Diego, then I have San Diego and then Washington. Okay. All right. For my seedings, I got number one overall, the Dodgers, and then I got Cubs, Braves as the division winners. And it goes Padres, Nationals, Cardinals, Mets, Rockies. All right, what do you got next for us, Lives? So, AL, what's your seedings for that? So, I'll go first. I have mine right here. So, I have the Yankees, the one seed. Okay. Yeah. I have um, the Astros, the two that. seed. Yeah. Uh, and then I have, for my sleeper team, I have the White Sox winning division. So, I have the White Sox. Do we have a consensus one and two here? Because that's my one. Mm -hmm. So, what do you think, Lincoln? If that was one year one and two seed teams? For, for the AL, Yankee, Astros? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, really so we can all come to agreement on that, but who did you say rounding it out? So then I have the White Sox winning the division, so that's who my okay, third right. was. So that'll just right. depend on who you guys have winning, winning that division. And then I have four I have is I have Tampa Bay and Oakland, and then Minnesota, so those are like those next three teams for me. And then I think that the Angels and the Indians, like we said before, were in that group fighting for it, so I think those are my final two yeah, teams. Yeah, so we said yeah. earlier we already have those teams that we know. We know uh, that we got those division winners. Yeah. They'd be picked the two out in every, in every I'd division. I'd say this year it's pretty, like, clear. I'd say favorites. the AL is very much more clear than the NL mm -hmm. and who's going to finish off the top in divisions. i say the AL East is really? going to come down to the Yankees and the Rays are easily the division winners. Mm -hmm. The Indians and, and the Twins are the division winners. AL West, we got the Astros mm -hmm. and the A's. Those mm -hmm. are the division winners. And I, I don't know. I mean, I know. I feel like the AL end... Central, I, and you guys want to throw out the White Sox out there. Mm -hmm. I'm not that big on them. Either way, though, the Tigers and the Royals, the Angels can make a wild card. I'll believe in them for a mm -hmm. wild card. Mariners and, and Rangers. Yeah. And then we got up top in the AL East. We got some more Sox. stinkers. The Sox, mm -hmm. the Orioles, and the Jays. So, I mean, you know you know who's going to be in the playoffs already. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear who the teams are going to be. Yeah, for mine, it goes Yankees, Astros, Twins, Rays, Indians, Athletics, Angels, Orioles. Okay. All right, for, so who's winning the pennant? What do you guys got? So, my ALCS is Yankees versus Astros with the Yankees winning. Now that the Astros can't cheat, they're going to mm -hmm. lose. I'm going to say uh, Indians beat the Astros in the playoffs before it even gets to that. So, I'm going to say the Indians... Lose to the Yankees in the World Series, and the Yankees will go to the World Series. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would have, um, so I have the Yankees over the Astros too, and that's who do you like? Do we consider wanting the Yankees to win that series now? Like, no, nah, no, nah, we're Astros. Oh no, nah, like, I mean, I'm nah. still not. I'm, Yankees suck 24/7. Yeah, okay. I'm just checking. I didn't know how you guys would feel about See, that. See, the so. Astros are a fuck you, but. We also beat the Astros and no, we got yeah. to the World Series. You're like raised in the first team you're ever taught to hate is the Yankees. Yeah, you know, that's like, our rivals. That's that that's that line where like, no one's When I was three, talk. I was like scrunching Yankees baseball. There's guys. so much there's so much more yeah, yeah, facts. There's so much <laughs> more though that has gone into the history than just one year of the Astros cheating against mm -hmm. us. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. the, all the brawls that we've had, all the historic games, the mm -hmm. Aaron fucking Boone game, yeah. all those things. The A-Rod brawl. Yeah. Best moment is Pedro, Pedro tossing yeah. Don Zimmer. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Best moment. Such a historic rivalry. I don't think no matter what the Astros mm -hmm. did last okay. year, two years ago, it's yeah. going to mm -hmm. And I would agree. Yeah. I just didn't know if just obviously the recent memory of that but i mean clearly red sox yankees yeah because things it's that will those never go guys away. that are involved but yeah it's just because yeah. it's the yankees just seeing that shield makes me sick me saying that i think they're to? gonna go in the world series is tough because i hate them so much yeah. and i want them to choke so bad 
I hope I'm wrong, even. Yeah. But I just, I just think. Yeah, I hope really they finish loaded. in last place. Yeah. But yeah. They're I insane. just, yeah. It's a matter of time. Yeah. If yeah. I end up freezing cold takes for saying that, then like, good, I'd be happy to. Yeah. But I just think it's gonna happen. Yeah. For my NLCS, I have Dodgers versus Cubs, and the Dodgers moving on to the World Series. This is the year getting Mookie. Like, it's now or never. If they lose this year, like, they need to really start considering getting rid of Dave Roberts or doing mm-hmm. like. Oh, Dave restructure. Roberts is pathetic if like, they don't make a good run. They've literally been going, like, I think six or eight years now straight, just trying to get the, back when they had Matt Kemp, uh, a bunch of other good guys, and yeah. went to the Yasiel Puig era. Now it's here. Yeah, he ended up being a mess, too. Yeah. See, they've always been... Manny Machado, he had yeah, that year, but, you know, they ran into the best Red Sox team ever, so yeah, what's up? What do you got, Jack, for NLCS? Yeah, so I have, I think it would have to be, and this would be make up for a good NLCS. So I was disrespecting the Cubs earlier, but I do think by the time the playoffs come around, I actually, I think they oh. would meet the NLCS, meet yeah, the Dodgers yeah. in mean, the NLCS. Let me, get, let me spit some game on you about the Cubs. Right? Okay. Let's hear it. Let's they just hear. have so many Dodgers. When I was talking earlier on them, I was talking about the kind of those second-tier players. They have so many, so many all-stars on their team, Jack. They got Javier Baez, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Wilson Contreras. And then we're talking about the pitchers. They got Kyle Hendricks, John Lester. Um, oh, man, dude. Like that. They have Craig Kimbrell closing out games. Mm-hmm. He, he was pathetic the other night. But they, they just they have so many all-star caliber mm-hmm. players. Yep, and I agree. And I think that a 60-game season, they might, they'll be one of those teams that might not be lights out the whole season, but when the time the postseason comes around, the game slows the down, biggest, I trust The him. biggest reason the Cubs are different this year than other years, too, is because of their manager. John Madden, he was wise. He won the he won the World Series. Mm-hmm. He was great to have there, but mm-hmm. they, got, uh, they got David Ross coming in. He was on the 2016 team there. All those guys loved him. Rizzo yeah. and Bryant. Yeah. Cubs are definitely still one of the top teams, but I don't know. I feel like this is the Dodgers' year. Mm-hmm. Cubs are going to be I think definitely yeah. an NLCS. Mm-hmm. And I think that could come after an awesome Cubs Cardinals matchup too in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a nice story rival too. Yeah. So moving on to season awards, who do you think is going to be the AL MVP and NL MVP this year? So my AL MVP is, I mean, Mike Trout's the easy choice, but I went Francisco Lindor. I think that, I mean, I think definitely a dark horse mm-hmm. pick. I think he's a dark horse pick and like Watson with my pick earlier. I mean, I mm-hmm. clearly I like the dark horse guys. I don't want to pick the obvious one, but mm-hmm. that's my pick. And obviously I Trout's Trout's obviously not Yeah, a every bad single pick year either, it's so. crazy. Since the second year of his career, every single year he has finished either first or second in MVP. That's yeah. crazy. Like even Ken Griffey Jr. didn't do mm-hmm. that type that's of crazy. shit. That's crazy. Like, he's so dominant. All right, so I say it's between him, Lindor. I'll give you that's a good pick. Mm-hmm. But uh I'd have to go like a John Carlos Stanton. I was, I was, that's I was, what I was my pick. Say. I was gonna say if he remains healthy, John Carlos Stanton. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if they have the, especially if they finish with the best record too. Yeah. He, Andy, he's he, gonna be the heavy guy for it. Right away off Scherzer, he hit that bomb. Yeah, like literally first that like bad. Four seventy. Four eighty. It was over four eighty. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy. The last dude out of the last six hardest hit home runs out of the last five years. I think three of them are by John Carlos Stanton. <laughs> Top Damn. two, other three through four is Oh, yeah, Aaron you were Judge. telling me that the other day. It was yeah. like Stanton, Stanton, Judge, Judge, Stanton, Stanton. Yeah. Yeah. The home run we were it's talking crazy. about that he hit. You know the ball left his bat at 125 miles an hour? It was the fastest since they've ever recorded it, I believe. I wouldn't even be shocked if Judge was a candidate this year. Yeah. yeah. Judge mm-hmm. ends up turning high in the eight Oh, nine. Judge will definitely be up there. And then for NL MVP, I got Dansby Swanson for the Braves. 
guy can do it all. He's a five-tool player, and mm-hmm. this year he's on fire. He already has, like, three homers, ten RBIs. His average is in, like, mid-300s. Mm-hmm. All right, I like that. I'm going to go with Anthony Rizzo, just because I was talking all about the Cubbies. I was telling you how great I think they're going to be this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's already starting off with Katar, just like Swanson. He's already got three bombs. Yeah. Um, he's got probably, like, 12 RBI, something like that. He's sitting over 300. Mm-hmm. He's been a hell of a ball player. He's a perennial all-star. Mm-hmm. So he's been in the voting before, so maybe that'll even give him a boost over a guy like Swanson. Yeah, you know, Like how we were talking earlier, uh, they don't like to give it to the same guy. Mm-hmm. They want to give it to a guy who's been there for a while, like Wilson. Mm-hmm. Rizzo can be like a Wilson. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah. And I think so. I, I think a Brave will win it too, but I'm actually going to go with his teammate. I'm going to go with Ronald Acuna. Yeah, Acuna's So I think that's beast. my pick. I mean, I think either one of those guys, they'll both be up in the running for it. I just think Acuna too. I mean, I think he's set to have an awesome, awesome year this year. So that's yeah. my pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Acuna, at the beginning of the year... Um, I was going to pick him as the NL MVP, but so far he's kind of got off to, like, a rough start. But it's been I know. Swansby's uh, team. Yeah, Swansby's been leading the charge so far. And a sleeper for AL MVP is um, Nelson Cruz for the Twins. So far, he already has, like, four homers, 12 RBIs. Wow. Yeah, he's on fire. So far, he's leading the league in RBIs and home runs, but eventually I think Stanton will catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you What do you guys think about Mookie's odds to win MVP in no, LA? Zero. Zero? Yeah. No, nah, if anyone from the Dodgers is going to win it, I feel like it's going to be Cody Bellinger again. Mm-hmm. Elgin's insane. So for your Cy Youngs, who are them going to be? DeGrom and the NL for sure. Yeah, I agree. What do you guys got? And I actually had, I actually didn't, the MVPs I went back and forth, the Cy Youngs, I had no question. I have Garrett, I have Cole and DeGrom in my two. Okay, I didn't so have, DeGrom too. Yeah, I got so I didn't even have, the same that I, I didn't even have to think about really, really those, cons- I thought. Got a consensus. Yeah, I feel like this mm-hmm. year it's kind of obvious choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. Both- I mean, obviously anyone can have a few, I mean, the one thing too is a few bad starts and you're going to lose the Cy Young race too, yeah. but yeah, I but think that's not, my favorite. Their arms aren't going to be fizzled out at all. No. They only got to yeah. pitch a couple stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, DeGrom's like elite talent. They got about 12 to 13, 13 stars in Yeah. Garrett Cole, I think, has a long way of getting building like a Hall of Fame resume, but Degrom has say another like three, four years of how he's been pitching like his whole career. I say he's a lock for Cooper. Is there gonna be an All Star game this year? I mean, probably because I mean I don't know if they have it scheduled, but you think if they're... I don't see it on the schedule anyway. Yeah. There was I mean, honestly, I mean, honestly, probably just trying yeah. to get the season with as hard enough they're, as I it is. You, yeah. yeah, you probably. Bro, that's I mean, bringing everybody yeah. together. That's probably the worst thing. Yeah. They could I do. bet they'll name a team. But they Nor do they probably have time during the schedule. For, you don't you know, like they don't have it. Also, I'm yeah. sure you don't have that time built in. I'm sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. so my question is: out of all the hitters this year, regardless of the league, who's the top home run guy? Who's hitting the most dingers this year? Okay. Um. Oh man. In the AL, I'll say. No, nah, regardless, whole MLB. Oh, all right. NL and AL. Alonzo. Yep, I'm really? going my former Gator, Gator baseball alum, um, Pete Alonzo. Yeah. I think these. I don't know, Alonzo's kind of off, too. He had 53 jacks yeah. last yeah. year. I don't know, it's either going to be him, Stanton, or, like, Aaron Judge, mm-hmm. I say. And in a 60-game season. Those are the other guys I was thinking of, but yeah. yeah. In a 60-game season, what do you guys think that home run number will be, too? Because it's not, obviously, it's a shorter season, so. I say you get 30 home runs this year. That's insane. Mm, 30 would definitely. I think it would probably be somewhere like 20, maybe a, a little bit above 20. Somewhere yeah. in the 20s would probably be think what the Think about that. Is. Considering, like, with the years, like, if you hit 30 home runs this year, that's kind of like hitting 80. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, so that's, that's why I think far. it'll probably be. Like, I'm, you'll probably see a 23, 22, 23, 24 yeah. number. You know who, who a guy who could do something like that is, but he, he's not really showing it yet. It's J.D. Martinez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going into the season, I would have said him, but I don't know. He's just yeah. not really. Uh, Speaking of J.D. Martinez, me. let's hop right into the Red Sox. Okay. 
I know you've been waiting for this, so I'll let you go first. Yeah, there's just one thing I think every Red Sox fan has to say right now. The Red Sox fucking suck. They're the worst fucking team in Red Sox history. Bobby Valentine's team is looking so much better than this Absolutely. team. Absolutely. Like, who was they on Bobby Valentine's team? At least he had, like, what, John Lester? Yeah. Yeah. Nate Evaldi, Mr. Pitch, like, four innings in the World Series or six innings. Do nasty and you get a $40 million contract because of it. And like, you become the ace. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, he's, make, he's making $80 million, my bad. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's the ace now. You the only pitchers on the entire rotation that are rotation and bullpen combined that I can like trust out on the mound are Avaldi, Brandon Workman, Barnes, Marcus Walden who did nasty last year, Colton Brewer who hasn't allowed a run once this year at a four innings pitch, Zach Godley who came in the other night, pitched four innings, didn't allow up a run, and then Phillips Valdez, who's insane. He looks like Pedro out there. He tops out at like 92, but his location is crazy. See, I even I think this is even getting generous. I'd probably yeah. cut this list list in half. I I only really I trust know. the Evaldi, Workman, and Barnes. Yeah. You know, the guys like I mean, yeah, they've been good so far, but I don't know if I trust. I don't them know Walden last year. Walden last year, the bullpen was terrible last year, but he had a sub four ERA. That was one of the best. Like last year, he proved he can be trusted. Brewer last year had. I think mid four ERA, but this year, like I said, he has the most innings pitched out of all the bullpen guys, but he hasn't even allowed a run. We Godly, Godly kind of had like a, a Valdi performance the other night versus the Mets. He came in like rescue and like he did nasty. And Valdez, like I said, like I think he has really good potential. This team is exactly what we thought they were going to be yeah. after that dreadful yeah, offseason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We knew that their biggest flaw was going to be mm-hmm. pitching. And we mm-hmm. thought, okay, well, we have a lot of great hitters. Maybe mm-hmm. we could overcome it. Mm-hmm. Like, some games will get them to, like, four runs, and we can at least yeah. hit, like, yeah. eight. Mm-hmm. But so far, it doesn't happen no. at all. Yeah, never but mind. Yeah, the opening yeah. day, that's it. And other than that, mm-hmm. we let, yeah. we're letting up eight-plus runs every game. Yeah. And never mind, you are already low on pitching and losing Rodriguez, too. It's you yeah. have, besides Evaldi, how many other, like, Major oh, they, league legit oh, no, no, starters? No, 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 but that, that was the, after, after uh, Evaldi. Who was it? Who pitched second? Uh, uh, Perez. Yeah, no, it was Perez second. Yeah, he was second game. It wow, went okay, Perez. Yeah. After yeah. Perez, it's mm. bums. Oh, it's no, not even after Perez, after Evaldi, dude. <laughs> Come on, dude. Are you kidding me? I only mentioned half the fucking pitches in the bullpen that I trust. The other half, as for Martin Perez, Weber, Matt Hall, Austin Bryce, Jeff Osich, Jeff Springs, and Ryan Brazier. Those guys should just be the fucking pitchers in the home run derby because they are fucking batting practice. Are you kidding me? Yeah, They're throwing they beach bummed. balls across the plate. It's like Tim Wakefield when the knuckleball wasn't working. It's just floating for them to fucking mash. When he was chasing that, what, 300th win or something like yeah, that? Yeah, dude. Oh, 200th. Do you think you'd get up to 300? Yeah, Tim Wakefield was cheeks, dude. That was his 200th Most overrated player in Red Sox history. He had that one year when he was like 40 or whatever. Remember that one year he made the All-Star game? Yeah, yeah. It was like the most he won, random like, thing ever. Now, Osich came in. He had like hype that he was supposed to be like, I don't know, at least a good like bullpen arm. He's been doing dog shit. Bryce came in. His fucking ERA is up by like nine something. So let's just p- throw him down in Pawtucket. <laughs> Matt Hall, his is ten. He belongs in Portland. And then you got Ryan Weber and Martin Perez, the other two starters in your rotation, who both have double digit ERAs. Yeah, that's a good sign. <laughs> And then you got Jeff Springs and Ryan Brazier. Both the RAs over 25. Enough said. Put him in fucking just cut him. They Put should just the hit waivers. Yeah, right? So that's just the, the fucking pitching. It's bad enough. They probably, in my opinion, have the worst rotation by far in the MLB. Mm-hmm. They're disgusting. But not, now, I yeah. want you to talk about the lineup. Because yeah, yeah, I know yeah. you have some get, strong feelings towards yeah, some overrated. Yeah, let me, let me get into the lineup. Christian Vasquez, he's, he's been doing good. 
Like, he's same like with Vasquez. Vasquez. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Michael Chavez, he needs to sit the fuck down. He is so overhyped. Last yeah. year, people thought he was going to be, like, this nasty maybe rookie of the year candidate. He fizzled out, like, two months in because he was just another Will Middlebrooks. Yeah. That's that's all he is. He's another Will Middlebrooks. So he should hit the bench because he fucking sucks. He's just he, he's actually 0 for 23 right now for the season. 0 for 23? He hasn't gone to hit, dude. <laughs> and they God. still have him in the lineup. What? Yeah, he's the first baseman, but not they're not Why putting. Why would Moreland not go in, dude? Uh, no, he's only hitting over three hundred. I was gonna say he he had yeah. he had, he had like the first big hit of the year, right? Yeah, dude, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And then for second base, you got Peraza. Opening day, I was like, who the fuck is that? But he's actually one of like the better players this year. He's kind of playing in over his head, but he's eventually gonna fizzle out. He's kind of like um, you know. Pedro Siriaco, we played for the Red Sox yeah, a couple yeah. years ago. We had like a two-month period. He was nasty and then kind of fizzled out. He's going to be like another one of those. But keep him in the lineup as long as he's hitting. And then Bogarts, he's the same guy. He's the leader of the team, I feel like, now. And then Devers, he's been – last year, he played like the best player in the Red Sox, almost won MVP in this year. He like completely forgot how to play baseball. He's in through, I think, five games. He has three hours. He should have three hours maybe after, like, 25 games, and that's still bad. Yeah. And he hasn't been hitting. He's hitting, yeah, like, he's his hitting batting average is, like, yeah. He's some, yeah, yeah, I was going to say he's hitting something in the 100s. Mm-hmm. So he's brutal. And then probably the worst guy of all, the biggest letdown, is Andrew Benatendi. Benatendi needs to hit the bench. He is so bad. He is so overrated. When he was 24, had a great season, hit, like, I think 24 homers, 80-something RBIs. And this year, he's just so disinterested. Yeah, he's hitting O-something, like 063. 063. Yeah, it's brutal. He's by far probably the worst player for the Red Sox. He's one for 16. He just looks so disinterested in the batter's box. So he's one for 16, and he struck out eight of those. How bad is he going to get shit on tonight? So Jacob deGrom, in his last four starts, he's had 26 Mm. innings pitched. And he has an ERA of 0.00 with a whip of 0.46. He has two walks. In 32 strikeouts. So what's the over-under and for... And that's... In that pathetic lineup that we're yeah. fielding out tonight. In New York, no. it's going to be... I just want to know, what's the over-under amount of strikeouts um, Ben Attendee gets? I say three. Three? Yeah, I say he gets three tonight. Really? Yeah, he's going to be... He's going to be swinging for the two. fans. I mean, I'll look if they got a player yeah. prop on that. No, I bet they terrible. definitely got something for DeGrom yeah. strikeouts. To complete out the lineup, though... Jackie Bradley Jr., he's been the best player so far. Defensively, he's looking like his gold glove self, and he's hitting, I think, 525 uh, right now. I'm sure you could find it on yours, like, but they don't have it on mine. They only got um, Cubs props. Cubs players props. Oh, no, they got DeGrom right here. DeGrom, totals batters struck out. Seven and a half. Over under. I think oh. it depends how long he pitches, though, too. Because, I mean, his last outing, he only yeah, pitched he only five innings. Five innings so. and he was pitching the that's the tough thing to figure out about those. Yeah, but so. he's still going to ring up everyone in those five innings. Yeah, probably. That's plus 120. You know what? That's an over if you're, if you're asking me. Yeah, dude, he's going to strike out like 10. Grom's insane. Yeah. What do you think of Jackie Bradley Jr. this year? you think he's the best player on the team? I think, I mean, so far, I mean, I still think Bogarts is obviously, like, yeah, their best playing, player. But playing I think so I mean, far this year, from what you've seen. Exactly so far this year, definitely. Player. I think he leaves the league in hits, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been playing yeah, out. He's hitting, I mean, he's hitting 444. He has eight hits. Mm-hmm. He's eight for 18. I'm guessing that definitely leads the team, I'm sure, if not the league. Oh, yeah. And then, obviously, defensively, he's 
uh, unbelievable yeah, there, too. So as long as he's doing decent offensively, never mind yeah. being your best hitter, too. And then you got Kevin Pillar. I would keep starting him in right field. Mm -hmm. He's been doing good. He's really good defensively, and he's batting over 300. Yeah, he's been doing really mm -hmm. good. He's actually hitting 583 Jackie, this year Jackie right now. Second so, yeah. Jackie's second in hits. He's tied. He has eight, and David Fletcher for the Angels has tied. Damn. But he's tied up with uh, Justin mm -hmm. Turner, Michael Brantley, and Kyle yeah. Lewis. For the outfield, you know how I said I think they should bench Ben Attendee. Yeah. If I were them, I'd put in Alex Verdugo. Mm -hmm. He's been batting over 300. I don't like him, but like so far he's been doing be better. I want him to be worth something, though. Yeah. No, the thing is, is you only have a 60-game season. If the guy's hitting right now, you have to put him in right now because if you keep putting in the lineup you've been putting in, mm -hmm. they're going to be out of the playoff race by next week. Like, and that's yeah. facts. Like, mm -hmm. it'll, it'll, it'll go by so fast. Yeah. And that's what's tough for these managers, too, obviously, not mm -hmm. having a full 162-game season, too. Yeah. yeah, I think I think Stanton's honestly a lock for MVP for uh, early leading the candidates because he's hitting 444 right now. All right, he's got two dingers, yeah, 11 Yeah, he's finally ass. healthy. Dude, he's disgusting. So what do you guys think about the Red Sox? I just went on, like, a rant for, like, yeah. 10 minutes. So, I mean, basically, I have the same feelings you do. I just think pitching, I mean, this is the worst pitching staff we've ever seen, clearly. Mm -hmm. and what do you guys think for win I totals? Think it's just I that the, the offseason led mm -hmm. to all of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The pathetic offseason we had led to all of this. By trading away Price and trading away um, Mookie, mm -hmm. we already pissed off the fan base. Mm -hmm. And then Sale ends up having his surgery right before the season starts. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he yeah. thought it was because we wasn't we weren't yeah. gonna have a season. I think that was the point where everyone realized this with wasn't Rodriguez be. on the DL, why, they actually don't have a chance in hell. Why did Sale not have that surgery right after last season? Because I think he was trying to um, avoid surgery, but he realized, all right, this mm -hmm. thing's bad. Like, there's no way I can't have surgery. Man, I just I wish he could be here for the season because without yeah. him they just screwed. Yeah. And yeah. then of course Rodriguez has yeah. coronavirus. And then now. they bring in um. So the the, the dude, like our our pitching was already going to be pathetic. Mm -hmm. And then we lost our ace, and then we lost our number two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we traded away. And then in the front office they bring in Chai Bloom, who was the executive in Tampa Bay Rays, and they brought him over because they were like, oh, he can do more with less. Like he's used to like a low budget, and he can build like a winning team. That's what he did with the Rays. He's definitely got less, so we'll see if he can do yeah. more now. So. Oh, he hasn't done jack shit so far. <laughs> Like, yeah, so what do you guys think for 60 games? What do you guys, if you had to put down a number for the Red Sox win record this year, win total, what would you say out of the 16-game season? 15, 15, really? Yeah, 15. Wow. 15? Yeah, they're dog shit, 15 bro. and 45. No, they're, I, they're they'll be in the Joe, 20s at least. Under, this is going to be the no, worst year in Red Sox history. No, I still, if I had to put a number, I would still say I mean, somewhere in the 20s, like 24 and 36, something like that. I mean, I mm -hmm. still think that I would probably say in the 20s somewhere. I definitely, I mean, you're definitely not going to make the playoffs or anything, but I don't know if they're going to be. Mm. 15 wins would be very bad. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't see Sox them. The Red Sox current win total 30 is and a half. 30 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, under. Mm -hmm. yeah. Under. Yeah, they're not going that, 500. Dude. I just don't see them winning two out of three versus the MLB team. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Because like, they don't have enough pitchers. Yeah, me, maybe yeah. maybe mm -hmm. when they face, like, the Tigers. Even in a three-game series, mm -hmm. you don't have enough pitchers. No. Even if you're at one, two, three. They're about to get swept by them. You don't That's, have enough yeah. pitchers to even yeah. Yeah. And the problem for them is, even, like, Evaldi is your best pitcher, but he's going to be going on guys one, so you're every game at a disadvantage. Well, well, help will be on the way too. eventually. Rodriguez will come back in a week or two. So, but still, even when Yeah, well, back, when postseason's already out of the window. Either way, he's not Superman. We're talking about yeah. Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, he's coming back from Corona. You think he's just going to be ready to pitch fucking 
sub three ERA, shit like that. I don't know. No. He had a good season last year, but that was when mm-hmm. he was at a three or four in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Him being an ace. Yeah. No. So as we mentioned earlier, the breaking news: Joe Kelly last night, huge uh, bench clear at Dodgers Astros pitching overheads. What did you guys think of that last night? Think well, it just adds to the legend of Joe Kelly? Yeah, Absolutely. I so I don't even think that he should have been suspended in the first place because he didn't even hit him. Yeah. He just threw exactly. over him. There's a little tease, and then he stuck mm-hmm. him out though. Mm-hmm. He suspending the guy for striking yeah. him Why, out for making faces at him. Yeah. I think it was because he, he threw behind him. one. And yeah. tell me it's not justified. And I don't agree with it, but it's, he threw behind one more guy, too. I'm guessing that must yeah, be. Yeah, he's I, completely, yeah. And he I don't agree with it. What I was saying is I just think if you're Rob Manfred, especially with, I mean, that's something you're going to have to deal with the whole year. And I don't, I mean, it's something that you don't, I don't agree with, but I can see why he did it. Because if you don't suspend Joe Kelly, mm-hmm. then if you're every other pitcher, you want why would you not want to do the same exact thing? Yeah. I mean, I don't blame I'd want to do the same exact thing, too. So if you're... Um, just any, anyone in the uh, MLB, obviously, Manfred especially, you're going to want to definitely, like, draw the line right away and just say that even though, obviously, we know what they did is wrong and we can even understand why you did it, we just can't let it happen because if everyone starts doing they it, take you can lose control. Yeah. 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 Everybody, every game would be thrown at mm-hmm. him just, yeah. just fucking with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he came wicked close. Uh, if there was, like, I'd say three pitchers that you would be scared most to take a fucking... Say fastball straight by your head. Who would have been? Oh, uh, Roldis Chapman is number one. Oh yeah, Roldis Chapman for sure. Yeah, imagine getting 106 just zooming past your head. Who all time Nolan Ryan though? Yeah, Randy Johnson would be up there. Yeah, yeah Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson would be, would be very intimidating. He's more intimidating. Actually, wasn't Nolan Ryan like six six or something? I don't know, but he kicked Robin Ventura's ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he was six five something like that. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of guys who have, um, who throw oh, gas, this is the guy who was, was on, who was on the Sox and then kind of disappeared. What do you guys think about Daniel Bard being back in the end? Oh, yeah. Oh, Randy Johnson. Uh, I was wicked was happy to see Randy him. Johnson was 6'10". Yeah, yeah. That's insane. what I was thinking. So what do, you, what do you think about Daniel Bard coming back? That, that was, was like, sick. my dad told me that, and I was just, that was a name I never thought I'd hear again. I remember yeah, I back in, like, 2012, they were talking about him being, like, the new closer for the Red Sox. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that fizzled out because he was going to be the replacement for Papelbon they're like oh let's make him a starter and then yeah and that's starter, immediately and that's when it started yeah, messing up his career yeah. got ruined but coming in he was like one of the top pitching prospects between those Sox. two world series runs from 07 to 13 mm-hmm. we transitioned from teams like very rapidly yeah like, oh it's basically very, yeah. two very different teams yeah. totally different i mean besides like pedroia and poppy you didn't have like most almost everyone else yeah, you didn't there. have johnny gomes mike napoli mm-hmm. john lackey bull guys um, and you think that yeah. the playoff run had like some some chiming in from from Shane Victorino, a guy like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, a bunch of good new guys just stepping up to the plate. Yeah, the veterans. We yeah. He guys. was like, they were like that same role that like the JD Drew and those guys were in 07. 07 or 13. I'd go 07. Yeah, 07. Mm-hmm. 07 had the talent. Mm-hmm. Any team with Manny and Pappy. Yeah, you had, you, that's that. You had Beckett, you had Lesser, you had... Yeah, yeah. Manny Beckett and Pappy was awesome is the best 3-4 in our lifetime. Yeah, so. best since... Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. And they had other dogs on that team. It's not mm-hmm. like it was just them. They had great pitches, too. Yeah. yeah. Papelbon so, was the best closer in the game at the time. And yeah, Papelbon was beast. And then you also had Koji, though, on the third team. Yeah. So, Koji that year almost won Cy Young. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but who was the, what was the rotation? What was it? Daisuke, Beckett, Leste? Um, it was... Schilling was still there. Yeah, Schilling. You still had Schilling. That was his last year. Schilling, Le- Lester, um, Wakefield. Oh, yep, yeah, so that's what the five was. So yeah. it was Beckett, Lester, Dice K, oh, Schilling, and Wakefield. That was the five. 
Yeah, but um, Wakefield was... Wakefield gave up his actually yeah yeah no that makes sense because I remember Wakefield gave up his start last game of the they Rockies still have World guys Series like Mike Timlin, Manny Del Carmen, Eric Gagne. Oh, Del Carmen used to be practice. <laughs> Okajima was nasty that year, but De- no, Del Carmen was OG batting practice. <laughs> that guy used to come in. Oh, you got a two run lead. <laughs> now you're down two runs. So moving on, what do you think are the top five pitching rotations right now in the MLB? Granted, all their like lineups are fully healthy. So I mean, I would put the Nationals number one. Am I going to get any like pushback, any debate on that one? Nah, Scherzer and Strasburg, those are two aces in any lineup or rotation. Corbin pitches like sub four. He's like th- half three, and then Anibal Sanchez. The he's guy. always been. So, he's yeah. just always been. The guy so who the Red too. Sox traded for Michael Lowe, like he's still kicking mm-hmm. it under like sub four ERA. Yeah. So I have them as my like top rotation. Then I'd probably go. New York Mets, they got DeGrom, Syndergaard, Stroman. All three of those guys are, like, Cy Young caliber pitchers any year. Like, if they, like, really click, they can get Cy Young. And then they just got Rick Porcello, former Cy yeah, Young okay. winner. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously AL hitting is usually typically harder than NL. Well, not this so, year, actually. The NL has yeah, because it's a DH this year. year. Actually, yeah. For the first actually, year, yeah. Sure. Hopefully that's something they keep, too. I don't mm-hmm. see why they would. Nah, it's, it's a tradition. They won't, yeah. It's a tradition. A lot of NL fans would be very upset. We can sit here and say this because we're from Boston, so we grew yeah. up with the DH. Mm-hmm. But if you're like a big historic mm-hmm. Cubs fan, a big historic whatever, I yeah. don't mind it at all. Mm-hmm. Like, pitcher, get, pitcher getting up there, like yeah, mm-hmm. I'll miss like seeing guys like CC Sabathia hit a homer, right. but like dude, usually yeah. it's just always an automatic. I guy. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I have. I don't really but care either way. Game, but you got to plan on mm-hmm. that. It's yeah. like knowing that you have a weak link at the end of your order. Mm-hmm. And it's like some managers will even put the yeah, but if, if yeah. one league's why, doing like, it, yeah, what La Russa used to put the pitcher eight sometimes, and you put Yadier Molina nine, yes. and then lead up to his yeah. top. But I Nats Mets is my top two. Um, used to play with that too. Who do you guys think of the top two rotations? So I think that I mean I think the Dodgers and the Mets are both right there. I'd say with Porcello there too. I think the Mets are, are deeper. Yeah. So I'd put them there too. But I mean. The Dodgers are right up yeah, there. Yeah, Dodgers so. are uh, sneaking at three. They're just loaded. Mm-hmm. I think my second would probably be the Reds. Really? Castillo, Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer, Wade Malley. Mm-hmm. I honestly They're didn't not. even put the Reds in my top five. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they got, they're got they really deep. I mean, mm-hmm. one through four, I don't know much about uh, this Anthony Vizclafini guy, but... Yeah, me neither. I mean, the other guys, yeah. That's four, four really know. good pitchers. Trevor Ballard, I mean, he, he, he really kind of fizzled out after yeah. he was supposed to be, like, the next really great pitcher. But he, he's coming back into his own in uh, Cincinnati. He had a really good training camp. Yeah. He had a really good first game. I don't know. I feel like their rotation just doesn't compete with one that has, like, guys like Clayton Kershaw, Dustin May. Um, seems like he's going to be nasty. He's a 22-year-old rookie. He started yeah. on opening day. Where did you guys put Tampa in? Your, uh... Uh, number that's, four. That's who the I was going to bring up Tampa. guys like Julio Urias, Alex Wood, and Walker mm-hmm. Buehler. Yep. Walker Buehler's insane. It obviously yeah. David and they would have helped. And if you had added Price there, I think they would have definitely – they would have shot up. Yeah. They probably would have been – I might have put them past the Mets at that point too. With Porcello, yeah. the Mets are probably still a deeper staff. Yeah. The but Rays, right the Rays rotation, though, they're like low-key slept on. They don't mm-hmm. have the star power, but they have the production. Mm-hmm. They have four guys that all pitch under sub four ERAs. Morton's a Scion candidate. Blake mm-hmm. Snell won the Scion yep. already in 2018. So, like, I mean, they have the experience there. Mm-hmm. Number five, I had the Astros. Any mm-hmm. rotation that has Justin Verlander and Zach Granke, like, mm-hmm. come on, yeah. you have to put up Verlander, is he out the, is he out the year now, did they say? No, nah, that was a false report. He oh, said okay. it, it might be only a couple weeks. Okay. He I comes back. Now that you years. say that, I did see that. Even okay, with the right. Yankees losing Severino, I mean, 
still. I was just gonna say they still have a pretty solid rotation too. Yeah. They still got Cole Tanaka, Paxton, Hat, and Montgomery's really not like a slob. Yeah. He's alright. For a five, he's pretty good. Mm -hmm. We would take him. So besides the Reds, you have any rotations that you'd put in your top five that I didn't have in mind? Besides Gooch with the Reds. Um, no, I mean, a team that I think is, like, another solid one. I mean, the Indians are a pretty solid rotation. They're not a team that I would put over any of those teams, but they're mm-hmm. probably my – if I had to say my next team, they'd probably be my next team. Yeah. But there's no one else that really jumps I kinda out. I kind of like the Cardinals rotation. They got Flaherty, uh, Wainwright, Nicholas, Nicholas, whatever the fuck you say his name. You know, I got a right-handed pitcher. Yeah. Uh, he won 18-4 uh, and four last year. Really? Yeah, Damn. and he's he's their uh, fourth pitcher right now. Damn, you know, Flaherty's a young stud too. He's mm-hmm. like one of the best yeah. young pitchers in baseball. Mm-hmm. That 2018 Red Sox rotation is gonna go down as one of the best. Oh, yeah. Sale, Price, Porcello, Eduardo Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Then fifth, you had Evaldi, the ace of this year. Yeah. Like, dude, I thought the rotations couldn't get any worse for the Red Sox, and when like Clay Buckles used to be the mm-hmm. ace. Yeah. You got had like guys like Wade Miley. Yeah. Remember we didn't want to trade Clay Buckles. For Roy Halladay. Oh, Looking back on it, that's one of the dumbest decisions ever. Yeah. Who do you guys think is uh, the best pitcher in general? Best pitcher regardless, in baseball? I'd say Jake DeGrom. Regardless of... I'd have to go still Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, Kershaw is just like, I don't know, he's one of those pitchers that we've never seen a guy like him. He has the lowest career ERA of anybody in the modern era. I think it would probably be DeGrom. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, obviously right now, I think coming yeah. into this season, DeGrom's top guy. Mm-hmm. That's why I haven't been getting Cy Young. But yeah. I don't yeah. know. I feel so like you, you don't have I feel like you, winning the Cy Young, though, but you still think Yeah, I mean, I don't know. To cons- I can for ex- me to call you the best pitcher in baseball, like, I don't know. You have to take their resume. Mm-hmm. And, like, the past couple of years, their production stuff. Kershaw is still mm-hmm. a beast. Like, I can agree with he's that. He's just so been battling you, the DL. If you so. had one start. And you could pick anybody, like game, World Series, Game 7. All right, World Series, Game 7. I don't know if I can pick Kershaw because he's kind of been dog shit in the postseason. <laughs> but, um, All right, last regular season game, you need to get into the playoffs. Oh, Kershaw, win. but if it's World Series, Game 7, I'm taking Madison Bumgarner. Really? He's insane yeah, in the That's a good one, too, yeah. He has, like, I'm pretty sure, like, a one-something ERA in the World yeah. Series. He's, like, a, I mean, he's a postseason. Yeah. He's as good as he gets in the postseason. I yeah. like he's starting to decline, though. He's starting to decline, but when if you're nasty For in the postseason, start, you're yeah. always nasty in the postseason. Yeah. That's why, like, I, I was hyping up Tom Brady earlier. Like, mm-hmm. if you're that good and you have, like, that mental, like, mentality, yeah, you don't you're just going to go that. out there, yeah. yeah. Even if your, like, athletic ability or talent declines, when it matters most, you're still going to be able to pull out that one game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be a long season being a Red Sox fan. Yeah, so definitely. It's going to be a good season being a Cubs fan, though. Yes, it is. Yeah. And hopefully, let's go Braves. Point. That's my World Wait, Series. Did we, even, we, did we even talk about our World Series predictions? I don't think nah, we actually, actually we didn't. That's what we're going to do right so now. So, mm-hmm. I think all of us had Yankees and then, what, Dodgers or Cubs? Mm-hmm. I'm going to roll with the Cubbies out there. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going Yankees, Dodgers, Cubs, Dodgers, Yankees, Dodgers winning it. Yep. Cubs, Yankees. Give me the Cubbies. <laughs> David Ross wins a World Series in his first year as the manager. I think he's going to be a good manager. I think he will He's be a good time. clubhouse guy. So mm-hmm. I think player. I have the Dodgers over the Yankees in six would be my pick. Yeah, I have the Dodgers probably win it in like mm-hmm. six or seven. It's going to be a really good series, but I don't know. After getting Mookie, there's definitely like some urgency in mm-hmm. that clubhouse that it's now or never. Definitely. World Series MVP, if the Cubs were to win, who would it be? 
Um, Rizzo. I mean, yeah, if, he's, if I'm saying he's going to get NL MVP, then you know what? Nah, that's not even true. It doesn't necessarily mean that. I'm going to go with uh, David Bodie. Mark my words, David Bodie. All right. Utility guy. Really? It's well, always is he going to be like the that. Steve Pierce? Yeah, exactly. It's usually someone like that. Mm-hmm. Or like a David Freeze kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. David Freeze, that guy fell off big time. <laughs> All right, till next time. All right, and that concludes today's episode of Unfiltered with the 258. Thanks for listening, and check back in on Friday for NHL and NBA.